I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Easy. iPhone users get their updates like Facebook. It's like two, three months later. It's the same shit. They rejoice like it's brand new, even though they just saw us rejoice. But they did that. Yo, you shut up with that Android shit, okay? Fucking dickhead. Yeah. Can't believe they have iPhones in the Bahamas. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> they have the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, we did start. Are they, re- are they regular price oh, in the Bahamas? Ben started, son. Oh. Ben started. Okay, okay. We do this just out of nowhere. No, no formal introductions. All right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta sit up. You can do whatever you want, man. That shit. posture Relax. shit. Relax. That posture shit. My Yo, we ain't about ridiculous. that. Honestly, I don't know if the posture shit is it one of those myths like cigarettes. Like I know people that like go very old and been smoking six, seven cigarettes every day. I don't know if it's really cigarettes. I don't know if they're they're lying to us, man. No, I think cigarettes is fucked up. It's just those people are superhumans. Some superhumans. I don't know any superhuman Caucasian people. I'm be honest with you. It's mostly white people I see surviving to the age of 96 smoking. Then they get the asshole mouth because they've been smoking so long. You know the lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yellow mustache. Oh, not the yellow stash. Just frayed at the yellow bottom. fingernails. Ever so lightly. <laughs> My great grandma like died. Uh, <laughs> they look like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I need a cigarette. No, my great grandma died at one hundred and six, I think. She was smoker, a smoker and drinker all the way till her deathbed. But she, I believe, is superhuman. Yeah, she's a minority. She's okay. Filthy. That's what's up. <laughs> Old minorities, I always think, are superhuman. Yeah. How did you get this far through racism? She was probably walking with her hands behind her back from like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is a stance. Yeah. Oh man, did you guys have? Did your parents have? Uh... By the way, guys, we're joined by two amazing. Amazing comedians from the city. Well, not entirely from the city. Mm. From the city. Might have a traitor amongst <laughs> us. Living in the city. Living in the city. Look Introduce me, yourselves, gentlemen. Uh, you take it? Yo, respect, my guy. Uh, yeah, uh, let's start at home. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, happy to be here on Extra Gravy. It's um, Abbas Wahab with the immigrant section. Appreciate y'all having me. This is our first time using that sound, and you were the first man Respect. to get the reggae horns. That's sir. what it is. <laughs> also, make sure you guys check out his podcast, The Immigrant Section. Me and Norm have both been on it. Um, I think it's time you get an intern on, man. Okay, that's what it is. We're connected, <laughs> networking. I just forced you into a podcast. No, nah, but um, we also have. Uh, my name is Hassan Phils. Yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> we all planned yeah. on making this Asa- awkward for you. Yeah. My name is Asan Phils. I don't have a podcast. <laughs> but you do do dope shows. Yeah, yes, I do. I do. Uh, I do dope shows. And I do stand up comedy. And I immigration and you're law. Really good at it. <laughs> I'm a, in my Instagram bio. It is, says immigration lawyer. <laughs> and the beard, the beard. You look like an immigration lawyer. Like I would get immigration advice from you 100, percent bro. Yeah. It's lined up perfectly. Uh, 
would, that I beard screams immigration experience. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so right. It's in your bio, but you, do you actually practice? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Did you go to school for it or anything? Absolutely. No. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> Just making sure. Oh man. So wait, when did everybody decide they were going to be comedians? Mm. Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. When did you guys say, "Okay, I'm lazy enough"? <laughs> uh, I think I decided like. I decided to take it to the stage uh, like like three, four years ago. Okay. Three, four years ago. But nice. before that, I was doing like content creating. Okay. Just, like shits and giggles. But I always I was already doing that with my boys. <laughs> just like making. Was it YouTube and Instagram yeah, and shit? Okay. YouTube and Instagram, even like Facebook. But I would like to just like, uh, I would make videos just to capture like moments and memories. Mm. So I could like watch it way back. Like, uh, it's this like guy a invented time Snapchat. File. <laughs> hey. I did this for memories and yeah, moments. Moment. You sound like a CEO with a hand talk. You know what I mean? I'm Hassan. We're Hassan all together. Jobs. We have an amazing team. Yo, when did you get into it? Yo, you know, uh, you know that I, I used to be an engineer before all this shit. I mean, I had a feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I arrived, I was like, I used to be an engineer. They're like, okay, you could sit over there. <laughs> have a seat. They'll be here shortly. Don't was it like uh, a nano? technology yeah that was the degree that i didn't work in anything like that okay, but okay. the degree was just some like it's called nanotechnology engineering and the only reason i did it is because it's a sick name right that's a sick <laughs> name right everybody in the program engineer. was so had that no idea that was an immigrant uh parent pressure oh no no i knew i was like which engineering am i gonna choose yeah okay so, so it's like engineer for <laughs> yeah. sure but that which one is the coolest for me exactly exactly nice, nice. And he went to he went to waterloo man i did that tour with my parents too yeah bro yeah. This, guy, my, this guy's got a way better story i was in waterloo as a fucking uh like an engineering student along with like tens of thousands of others mm. they have like this one building at water university of waterloo that's like built like a, a cpu Test. But it's just it's just like a Isn't that where they have Blackberry or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Blackberry depressing factory. to see, bro. Mm -hmm. They're calling it like the new tech mecca of Canada, I mm -hmm. guess, or whatever. It was the Ontario Silicon Valley. Yo, first <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Yo, first that. first year of Waterloo, everybody that was back when everybody had a Blackberry Pearl. Remember mm. the Pearl? The yeah, hottest the phone one. This is the cheapest bro, one. Five years later, when I'm graduating, bro, fucking <laughs> Blackberry Rim is called. It was a depressing oh. sight, yo. Every year, the parking lot's just emptier and emptier. Oh. Laid off. They're selling their buildings. So they you just were died. there during the transition when Apple did the hard left turn takeover. Oh. I was there, bro. Yo, you got to witness. It I was first there, head. bro. Were any of your friends like workers? I, first year, everyone was getting co-ops. They used to hire crazy co-ops because the owners came from Waterloo. So they're like, we got Waterloo's back. We're right here. We never forgot home. But then like, as I was graduating, they didn't get any interns. They were just like trying to figure out how to survive as a business. See, this is you why know? you forget home. That's what's <laughs> up right home there. And they would have thrived. That's the power of Apple, bro. If they brought that to Silicon Valley from the jump. They would have been perfectly fine. They would have been in the know. They would have known Apple was coming. They would have known how to maneuver. And you can't do that shit from fucking Waterloo. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's like, yeah, pivoting all, in, in Waterloo. Our, all, all our competitors are in Silicon Valley, but we can make it work from here, right? <laughs> so have your parents ever seen your stand-up? Uh, they've seen. Do they know you do stand-up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I've been I've been like six years now, but um, my parents have never been to shows. 
uh, they actually still don't understand what I'm doing. But I did engineering for three years. Mm. And the last year I was doing open mics at night. Okay. And then I got laid off and lost my visa. I had to move back to Canada. I was in the States for three oh. years. And then when I moved back to Canada, I was like, fuck getting another engineering job. Let's move to Toronto. Grind and just like figure out what figure I got to do out. to make money or all that rent yeah. shit. And that was like a minute back. That was like 2018. I came out here to, to listen. Hey, you've yeah, been yeah, making yeah. you've been paying rent for three years in Toronto. God, yeah, thank you for sir, bro. Amazing, COVID. You did it. COVID was the best thing that happened to me financially. COVID was the best thing that happened to me for a lot of people that they don't want to admit it. A lot of people don't want to. Did you guys just sign the petition to extend CRV? There's a petition. There's a petition. I will sign the link. Everyone is immediately signing it. This man has been. This man right here has been. Been tweeting in caps lock. <laughs> Me too. I tweeted it and a guy retweeted going. I'll send it to you, yo. I, I tweeted and someone's like tweeted the link to me. They're like, well, Canadians are this. And I, signed, and I did it right away. I didn't. I didn't see if it was fake, nothing. Email, phone number, address. 100,000 signatures. 100,000. It was yeah. a J.G. Wentworth Twitter. <laughs> it's like, you're you're awarded this much money. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, no, the the Serb thing, I, I know a lot of people who, like, are doing way better, like, just in a... It's not even necessarily a financial, like... It's not like they're doing crazy better, mm-hmm. but they're just more comfortable and at ease knowing that someone else is taking care of the financials. It's like, it's like, it's like when you go to ball runs. And that team that loses, but there's no, uh, <laughs> they, they, they want to run it back, but they do it quietly. You're just like, yo, run it back, run it back. Yo, run it back, run it back. <laughs> so the other team doesn't even so realize. So the other team realizes that they call next. And they're like, yo, we call next, bro. Yo, it's 3-4, dog. Just three more points. Just lie, lie, lie. Yeah, no. One more quarter. That was definitely me. That was definitely, I was that guy for sure. Um. So yeah, your parents. So your parents do know, but they've never been. Same with mine. I won't allow that. Yeah, honest. I have very old school. Like I'm born in Sudan. Mm. I came from Sudan. My like my mom. Like my dad's very sick. He had like a stroke. He's like my dad can't even watch a show if he if he could. You know what no, I mean? Okay. But my mom is like a nun religious. Okay. You know what I mean? She's beginning to wrap her head. Or what's funny is all of the troubles I had in explaining to them what I do disappeared when I got booked to do a random fucking McDonald's billboard. Bro, as, as, as soon as they on, saw my yeah. face on a McDonald's billboard, has nothing to do with any of the efforts yep. I'm making. That's it. They were just like, "That's my son. Yeah, Good, he's killing it. Yeah. Fuck everything." <laughs> same this thing. Was three years ago, and I'm living off that. Same shit. Same shit here. I think when my mom saw me do the VJ search, I, I was gone. Just saw I had it, left right? my house for two years at that point. Yeah, right? yeah, like one of those left your house like not. Hey mom, I'm moving out in four months. Like gone. Help me, blah, blah. no. Middle of a conversation, jacket gone. Out. <laughs> Figured mad. it out for two years. Ended up on the VJ search. Got to the finale. My mom showed up at the finale. Hadn't seen my mom in two years. Damn. Nobody knows that shit. When they just you see my mom like cheering me on at the back and everything. <laughs> I hadn't seen my mom for two years. Start crying until like, that and, th- and that episode is when I saw her, my little brother, my little sister. How'd you not break down? Um, uh, this thing is a cold-hearted killer, bro. <laughs> no, I, Are you, I was, you got like, no heart, bro? I was choked up when I saw them at the start of the show. Oh, like, oh not, gotcha. I, it's not like I, they're like, oh, by the way, your mom's here. <laughs> like, it wasn't one of those. <laughs> I thought while you were up there, you saw them in the crowd, you know? Mommy! <laughs> no. <laughs> Mama, <laughs> imagine that. They're like, your mom's here. Oh, hey, what up, mom? Mama? So, you yeah. know, VJ search, yeah. right? Lady Gaga. Go with me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, my my I hadn't seen my mom in a minute, but. Because she saw that, 
the f- two years prior before that gone forget about yeah. it I yeah yeah it. yeah kid <laughs> like, you I know what i mean that. so it's like i think especially with um with immigrant parents there's little things that you can almost do to trick them into believing you're like super successful. <laughs> like if you're on it's like just a be, on TV. Board, be on TV, be on TV, be on TV, do a commercial. Yeah. That costs- be an extra. Go be an extra. That's it. Show them the video. Mm. Be like, see that guy back there. That's me. And pause it. See, you know what I mean? Like that's how Cuba Gooding started. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he was just in a barber chair. My yeah, big no. star. <laughs> exactly. I, like, no. I they, did a big mama. Not knowing you got paid like twelve hundred. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was it. If anything, you tell him. You got paid way more than you actually did. Oh, you have to. You got inflated. I mean, I don't because my mom would be on my ass about <laughs> everything. Pay this, pay that. Pay yeah. this, pay that after that. And yeah. I'm like, mom, I didn't. I'm. I'm become clean, <laughs> bro. That's <laughs> the sickest yeah. part. Is I used to help my family like crazy as an engineer. Mm. And then, and then now it's off. like, and then, and then my siblings were younger than me in school, and like right as I was like, fuck that comedy. They graduated, they got, jobs. got jobs, and nice. I was like, oh. nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. That's amazing. What about you? I've never heard your your origin story. How I started? Yeah. Oh man, it was. Uh, I was I was doing prison dancer. Okay. That freaking what's, what's oh, that? Oh, that web, video. The that web comedy. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 right. That could be anything. So I was a prison dancer. Um, I'm your prison dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you want. I was doing private dances in the cells. Uh, it calms uh, the inmates down. It, <laughs> dancing, it really calms them down. Oh it's uh, with the white gloves, the gospel dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was. It was a w- online web musical, mm-hmm. so it was like Glee meets Prison Break on uh, <laughs> on a Philip, you know, in a Filipino jail. Yeah, and it was basically surrounding the Philippi- the Michael Jackson dancing Filipino inmates. Anyways, uh, Ron Jossel, shout out to Ron Jossel. He was a uh, he was a an actor on that show. And someone was like, kind of challenged him, like, "Yo, Norm, you should get Norm to do comedy, John." Run, Ron's like, "You want to try it?" I was like, "I don't know if I'm that funny." He's like, "Tell me something funny." I was like, "Ah," I just had that one joke about the racial bobbleheads. (laughs) Oh, nice! And it was more of like a a bar conversation that I would always have with people. And then he's like, "Yeah, that's funny. Try it out on stage." Calls Yuck Yucks on the spot. He's like, all right, you're wow. on a Tuesday. Damn. I was like, this is what you're talking about, how you got fast-tracked. Okay. You don't hear stories like this mm. nowadays this ever, ever. This is what he ever. said, though. I've never he heard told this, me yeah. that he he had like a, he got really lucky and caught me that you got like a fast track. Yeah. It, what did I call it? A warp pipe warp? <laughs> <laughs> like a wormhole? The comedy pipe hole. Pipe yeah. worm. Pipe, what is it? <laughs> Pipeline, tape, tape comedy pipeline. He <laughs> went through the comedy pipeline. pipeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And jumped, and he skipped steps. Apparently. Ah. Yeah. So Ron got me into he called Yuck Yucks. Got me in on the Tuesday, like coming up. Like it was literally two days later, and then yeah, from that point on, he was like my my one of my first vouches. Nice. Then. It's a good vouch. One yeah. that can call up yuck yucks and put you on the line. Okay. <laughs> well, a good handle vouch. it. It was the, it was the op- it was the open amateur night. The Tuesdays. The Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. after I did that, felt nice. Do they still do that? You still do it. Right before COVID, it stopped. Oh, it we made it right up to COVID. Damn it! Mm-hmm. Damn. I would have loved to do that. I've still never done yuck yucks. 
It's a oh, nice wait. stage, you know. We did Yuck Yucks in Vaughn. I lied. Mm-hmm. We only, did. We did. That was the only time I did Yuck. And that was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely need to go back. <laughs> now that I remember the show. Oh, man. That's a nice spot to do comedy. Real nice. What is your favorite venues? Uh, my favorite venues... Uh, I don't. I started. Van, I started doing comedy in Vancouver. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, but I made it out there because I was. Um, I I was traveling already. My lifestyle began with like basketball. Mm-hmm. So I I had been. I was studying and playing ball out there. I feel like I played you for some reason Probably like a did, long yeah. time ago Probably at did. like a random court. I gave you thirty, maybe. <laughs> 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 let's not get carried away. <laughs> let's calm it down. But yeah, no, I I, fe- I don't know why. The first time I saw you doing comedy, I was like, "Have I hooped against this nigga?" And I did not know you hooped yet. You know, it's funny. I went to uh, when I opened for Lewin in a show in um, in Guelph. Mm. There was a man in the stands after I came off the uh, uh, off the stage. He goes, "Yo, you you played in Windsor?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, like in high school, I played against the school in Windsor." He's like, "Yo." Drop thirty on me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I would never admit that. He's been, look, he's been looking life. for you yeah. for his whole life. He's like, yo, that's I, him. He's like, I had to unfollow you, bro, because <laughs> <laughs> you were posting mad cool shit with like flying drones and stuff. But then I remember every time this nigga dropped thirty on me. Bro. Oh my god, yo, this is guy living in regret. Man. You are yeah. a reminder of all of his insecurities. That's crazy. Yeah. Actually, a menace. <laughs> I show up to I show up to ball course like recreationally, and then and I I go. And casual attire, like a, <laughs> like Kyrie so, Irving, unassuming, unassuming, like a Pepsi and commercial. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just break out, yeah. prosthetic makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's like, that's like dudes admitting, like, "Hey, man, you're the reason my wife left me." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Like I see that as the same <laughs> shit. Like, why would you ever tell a nigga <sighs> that? You dropped 30 on me? Ruined yeah. My yeah. girl was there, fam. Like, <laughs> I brought it to open gym run. That's a, bad mis- that's a bad mistake niggas make. They bring their girls to open gym run. Don't do that. <laughs> you can't do that unless that's your your gym. Like, you go there. The home you gym. deal with mm. things there. Like, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're bringing it to a random gym... God it's knows. unpredictable. You don't know. You gotta know that. Gotta it, control the setting. You yeah. can't control this right now. <laughs> she can go left. She can go left quick. Yeah, I love I yeah. love piecing up a man who brought his girl. Yeah, because that that you'll just boost morale. Mans will look bro, especially like hyenas. They'll, they'll look like hyenas. Oh my god! Don't let your girl be I, sweet. You, yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, niggas will look at the man. They'll make sure to find whoever's mad. Whose girl is that? Yeah, mm. that's, that's his. You? That's you. Back. No. <laughs> I'm a emasculate that nigga. Deal. I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw. Niggas start calling like they start playing like real like defense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside. Doubling up on yeah. in an open gym. Hips out, <laughs> doubling full court press, yeah. running a trap. Every excuse to make her. They dumb. make a timeout. They get in a huddle and thing. <laughs> Yo, that's oh a, man, yeah, no, you have to ruthless. have your court. Your court feels like I don't know. It feels like the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Like I get the same feeling when I go to a court that I frequent and I know all man's there. You see the regular people. You might be a one two that's like randoms, but. You see the same people every time. You get into some arguments, especially. That's when you can st- really start arguing fouls. Is when you know niggas. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Because I can't argue a foul thoroughly like myself you if I don't shot. know everybody there. Because <laughs> I don't I'm know what in my bag. Capable of <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if it's niggas, it's I know. Oh my god, I'm complaining every call. Yeah, that's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why I think basketball and comedy go. That's like crowd work. <laughs> yeah. go hand in basketball and, and comedy go hand in hand. 
Once you start, once you start fighting for your own call, that's crowd work right there. You have to read the rules. I believe in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck, fuck with you me, guys, bro. You guys don't get it. Fine. <laughs> my ball, or you take the ball with you. <laughs> take uh, the mic. Take all right. Mic Sorry, this kids. My mic that anyways. was our fuck only up. ball. <laughs> there won't, there won't be a team this year. <laughs> Simpsons. That was, that was sorry, children. That was our only ball. Yo, did you guys have Gus Macker and hoop it up? Was did you guys have those? Yeah, hoop it up. You guys had hoop it up. London Gus Macker hoop it up were summer like competitions, where it's like every year, like in London, where which is like a, a fraction of the violence of Toronto, <laughs> hoop it up and Gus Macker was our definite action of the year. Gut smacker? No, a Gus Macker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sounds like a porno. The Jamaican in me was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Guts smacker too. What kind of guts? <laughs> yeah, no. So guts smacker. Bro, every year someone gets shot or stabbed or something because people come from Toronto. They would come from Windsor. They would come, all these like all these egos would come wow. and ball, and we someone had, was gonna get we shot. We had something stabbed. like that, but it was a little bit more. We had battlegrounds. This thing called battlegrounds. Like so it was like a caged fence, caged half court. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Caged half court. <laughs> With uh, one net and it's just one v one, and it would be oh, basically shit. be a tournament till the end to see who's the king of the court. Mm. And then they'd be they'd crown king of the dot for the battlegrounds. And there was one guy I remember he won like three years in a row. And I'm just like, yo, you get to say you're the best baller in the city three That's years in a row, like and one mixtape shit, right? Yeah, there. no, it was uh, definitely around those times. Hot too. sauce and and it was around. I think it was the same place they had the three on three hoop it up tournaments. You know, like. It was like Ontario Place or some mm -hmm. shit like that. They had like this big open parking lot with like yeah. yeah. London had hoops. London had a chapter of it. Yeah, 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 and it was it was dope, man. It was dope. Uh, in the city, they had like at least <laughs> when I was playing in high school, they had like citywide tournaments. So basically, like every community center, which was essentially oh, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. block, had their own team. Yep. <laughs> so, bro, the the gyms would get rowdy. Like, yep. I, yeah, I remember those times. Great yeah. territorial. I was on this team called Blitz. <laughs> That's funny for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a team called team Blitz. Blitz? Mm -hmm. Dog, this team called Blitz, bro, is the most unorganized shit in the world. It was just a team. There's no sign up. Any man that showed up and had the shorts, you're 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 in. <laughs> if you had the blue and yellow shorts, you're in. It didn't, you're there are men that show up that were 27 years old, but played years ago and had the shorts and would just show up. Oh, that's so funny. And we're like playing like 14-year-old dogs. You got an old wristband to Wonderland from last year. You're using the next year. Yo, dog. It was crazy, so man. Funny. There was no like set coach. But we had a set gym for and set times for practices, mm -hmm. and you just show up and just scrimmage. There was no there was player no, coaches, no, no suicides, no drills, no, <laughs> plays, no plays, no nothing. No structure. Niggas so are freestyling. So you guys weren't very good. We are amazing. Oh, what the <laughs> oh wow! We had Andrew Wiggins on the team. Oh, we had Mitch goes. Wiggins. We had Nick Wiggins. We had yo. Who's the Wiggins family? Yeah. This is the Wiggins like family. The yeah, no, of they basketball? all lived up. They all lived up in uh, in Vaughn, and their dad played for the Bulls and the Rockets and shit. And so we all knew there was like a basketball family now. And the oldest one, uh, Mitchell, he was like a high flyer at mm. that time. So everybody knew him for being able to dunk. And then Nick was my age and he was like the newest, sickest baller in the city. He ended up going to Wichita State and played some NBA ball. I think he's in Europe now. And then obviously Andrew. Andrew would be like 
shooting at halftime when we had games. Like, he'd be this little kid just shooting around. And then you watch him, bro. Andrew gets dunked on me, bro. <laughs> no, I, I, you told him how to show that's afterwards. That's not even something <laughs> for Madison. You dunked on me, bro. <laughs> that guy's a flyer, bro. I went to, like, uh, I went to this, like, uh, Team Canada trial. Mm. Hate those. You know, yeah. Hate those. <laughs> I fucking hate I show, those. But you know what the coaches do? Especially in trials, they just want to weed out the weak. Yeah. They do that two on, uh, three on one, yep. uh, three two, on two, two, two on, on one. one. Yep. Bro, literally, I'm that. I touch the baseline. <laughs> I realize, bro. <laughs> I run at a mouse side, bro. I've seen this nigga flying. <laughs> Boom. Because Mads will set you up on the oop for that. Basically. If you're two on one, if you're end up with the one not getting the ball and you got to run back now, there's already one man that decided I'm not even going to touch the ball. Yeah. My, my bed is going to get it. I'm just going to get the oop. <laughs> And mm-hmm. they'll lob it over you. I hated those tryouts. Mm-hmm. Fucking grassroots, Team Canada, all those shits. I hated them. So much politics. I found out I wasn't going to make the team in like the first 15 minutes. First 10 <laughs> seconds, I was... I boomed it on me. I was like, jeez. First 10 seconds, I walked in the gym. I seen who was in there, and I was like... Oh, Are they all just over. like 6'8 right away? You're like, It's oh, not even that. It's not even that, because that never... That was never an issue. It was always the names in the gym. Mm. Because you knew... Like, back in the day, is Hooptown... Hooptown, see 25 point club and see who is in it. And then you go to the practice. All right, Mike Serba's over there. Fucking Al Wayne's here. You know the names. Like yeah. those mans that you just know are from everywhere. Any man with the last name Kabongo. Oh, come on. The Kabongo families are guaranteed in. <laughs> so it's like when you get there and you just see them there, I'm like, these guys are just here for practice. Mm-hmm. This isn't a trial for their bodies. Damn. These I guys I don't even were, try. I wish I knew what you guys were talking about. Like just even the act of hating a basketball trial. You're you're good enough to even go to that. Well, Everybody's good enough to go. I'm not. Out. I'm not. I'm <laughs> just trying to catch up with these And then you hit him with the left, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Oh the thing is that Filipinos, their 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 ball career ends at like grade seven, and then grade reignites at, at age like nineteen. Yeah. They have their own league and the shit. PBA like got yo. the racist league. They got one black per team. <laughs> import, import, <laughs> import. Which by the way, import player. Which by the way, this nigga here, this nigga, this nigga right here, here, the audacity this to create an Eglinton West team. And, and not invite the mandem? Oh, I didn't create it. I've never just... felt more black. <laughs> <laughs> With this exclusion. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even know, like, Ajuki's on my team, too. Yes. Uh, like This is very racist. I, <laughs> I, I put in my money two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Because it, it happened COVID? at the top of COVID. Ah, and we never knows. got to play. Oh, wait. This is your boy's this center five, that you told me about years ago. Basketball wow. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. This is when we were recording in that little yes. place the with attic. the upstairs. Right. With the attic. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, yeah. The original key radio top attic. Jeez. <laughs> Had us recording like... Like Anne Frank up in that <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> there wasn't shit in there but a chair. <laughs> and a diary, fuck. And a diary. <laughs> Yo, who wants to write their entry to the It Next. wasn't even a diary, it was post-it notes and a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> that shit we, was crazy. We, we played last week, uh, first game. How did it go? Okay. Caught the dub. Jeez. You know Y'all know how we do. Caught, caught, caught eight points, felt nice. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. You carried I, the team then. I, I never. We scored. had eight points. I, yeah, there was. We we got. It was. 
What was the score? It was 16 to 14. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say 8-2 or something. <laughs> it's like you scored all the points. Oh, man. That's sick, I though. never score, so to finally score felt great. Oh, hey. man. Mm. And I and I've what was seen your first you bucket? Ball. What was your first bucket? Was that a layup, a three? Dark leg? Layup, uh, free throw? It, no, it was just jelly off the left. Just, uh, it was just a mid-range jump shot. Oh. That's my uh, it's your that's De- my go-to. This guy's Demar. I straight Demar DeRozan. Have you guys been watching the NBA? Rip Hamilton. Yeah. Oh come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> good old basketball. Fucking man. basketball. I I love watching it. Back. I missed it for background noise. You know those ones? It's like sometimes I just like basketball on around mm. me because I don't mm. like other shit. I can get too invested in and like be distracted. You know what I mean? Basketball is just like it's there. Check the score every once in a while. It's nice. It's nice. And I'm happy the bubble stuff is done. Yeah. <sighs> you missed the bubble? I kind of missed the bubble stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. Bubble why? ball was crazy. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Those three, four months that we had in the bubble was some good basketball. The man. no fans makes it better? Or what, is it? what was it? For I think some. it makes the play better because you're focused almost entirely on the game. And for role players and a lot of younger players who have pr- troubles playing in front of Big yeah, audiences yeah, yeah. that could they got send, the best out it of could them. tunnel zone you. Like there's too many third string guys that just had incredible bubble moments. Like oh yeah, what was that guy's name Tyler on? Hero. Um, I think Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler. Well, Hero. he's coming back now with that bubble play, but mm. yeah, he's definitely <laughs> that bubble play. He's top three in in bubble antics. <laughs> <laughs> in bubble antics yeah, he is him. Bubble still. There's yeah. that nigga they were calling MJ. Oh, on the man. Pacers. Yeah. Remember, he was yeah, killing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I can't remember. It's this oh, boring man. guy with braids, and nobody talks about him anymore. Yeah. But in the... He had his bubble the, moment, though? In the bubble, the, man, the, the bubble, antics yeah. are up. The antics are up. He's dropping like 40 a game. He was the Jeremy Lin of the bubble? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. That was definitely his moment. And, yeah, no, I, there's something about bubble ball, like the intensity that I miss, but I really do miss... I did miss the fans. And I'm not a player, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But I miss what the fans provide to the game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when Chicago went on that run last night, <sighs> nuts. I love hearing a crowd get silenced. Son. A crowd that was up 20 get silenced. And the Celtics, too, because they're that's a route. Boston is just rowdy. Oh, and when niggas do it to them, mm-hmm. <laughs> when niggas do it to Boston, it hits a little <laughs> different, man. I don't know, man. Like, they, DeMar DeRozan just snapped. Final quarter, these guys scored 37 points. Boston scored nine. Mm-hmm. Boston going into the and quarter a huge was up lead. 15. Yeah. Damn, and they lost it. They lost at by home. 15. At home? <laughs> at home. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Crazy. All those games so good. Never lo- seen some shit like that. The Bulls are so good right now. Bro. Yo, they're so, so nice. they, I just realized how much yeah. high flyers they have on that team, bro. Yo. You got DeMar. You got Zach. You got Caruso. Derek Jackson. You got Caruso's a high flyer. You got Lonzo's a high flyer. These guys are athletic. They're young. Mm. They're vibrant. Demar is looking. I think this is the situation Demar needed. He can't be. I don't think he can be the main guy. He's got mm-hmm. that. He's got something like a Siakam factor where it's like he has to be adjacent to the main guy to really get his looks. Main to, adjacent, mm-hmm. huh? Main adjacent. Main adjacent. Be, yeah, exactly. to second in command. <laughs> second in command for sure. Because if there's less pressure on him, yeah, yeah, we know Demar is a very mental player. Like. He's had mental health issues surrounding the game. And if he can be in a space where he doesn't have to think about any of that shit, you're seeing it right now. Yeah. Dropping 37 last night. He's been cruising this season. He's nice. He's a good Manolo. For sure. Manolo. It's a Scarface. Scarface is sidekick. 
Oh, wow. DeRozan, That's a good deep cut. DeRozan <laughs> Marks, when I moved to the city, he was like the guy, and then he choked hard, mm. and then... A uh, couple uh, years. And then <laughs> when I arrived, he was like the final... Is like the final hurrah? One, where he was still on, um, I forget which billboard it was on Lakeshore. Oh. And I knew everybody hated the guy. Oh, man. And he's on that Pepsi billboard. I've been seeing Kyle Lowry ones, and it's a completely the different Adidas feeling. one, right? Yeah, but it's a completely different feeling. I see it, and I want to be mad at him for leaving, but I'm just like, nah, you he did, put his time you did though, your right? shit, yeah, man. Yeah. You did your shit. You did it, man. And they got a paragraph next to his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, de- he deserves it, man. Like, that guy, if there's anybody that I think deserves a statue, it's Kyle Lowry. Like, he's put in so much... And there's so many times he could have left that he didn't. There were t- they traded his best friend and he could have said fuck y'all, and they didn't tell him anything. He was mad at management. I think he didn't talk to him aside for months or some shit like that. And then he still stuck around and still played his heart out. <laughs> yeah, that statue's gonna have a fat ass, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying. Everybody's just walking <laughs> short and thick. Right. People gonna, want. Niggas gonna be like, yo, let's just give it up. A- I seen a man say that they should replace the rock with, uh, you know, that rock that they touch before the game. Oh, <laughs> the Kyle's <laughs> booty. Kyle's oh my god, <laughs> Kyle's bundle, yo. The bunda. Give me the strength. <laughs> <laughs> the strength in Kyle's cheeks. How, what was your origin story? Um, like for comedy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I moved out to Vancouver and I was just uh, I was well. First off, I I I went to the University of Waterloo for my first year. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling Abbas earlier, I was homeless there for like three months, but not on like some like <laughs> <laughs> like on that classy not shit. Singing, I was I did it with class. Yeah. Man. Okay, you were yodeling in a Walmart. No, okay, man, I, I was uh, I had like eight different lockers, and mm. I and okay, I, that's the move. Wow. Yeah, and I, I slept I in like, them all. <laughs> were you just couch surfing in different people's dorms? No, because they they had the MC building. Right? They got this like, big ass building that's like open twenty four seven for motherfuckers to study and whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. So I just every night I put two couches together. See, and then and yeah, and he's well, like, wow, that is a devoted student. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Because, that <laughs> guy has been studying into the late day night. and night. He's <laughs> yeah. gonna be the greatest engineer this world's ever <laughs> <Right>. seen. <laughs> like, <yeah>. So what, <laughs> they hit you with a scholarship or something for ball, and then you just went? Or? Nah, I was I was there, and then I fractured my ankle my first year. Mm. So I was just like I was bumming it. My story. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me in college. Someone gave you that Kobe treatment or what? No Kobe treatment <laughs> at all. I was just, I was, yeah, I was just bumming it, y'all. So I was I like, just slipped? Yeah. So oh, just... no, I, I rolled my ankle. Oh, shit. I just rolled my ankle bad, but it was a hairline fracture. And oh. just, a hairline fracture is sometimes worse than a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's me. Right? I still feel it. I it's still feel fun. it on this ankle. Like, How'd if you... I play too long, it's it'll get sore. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily. How'd yours go down? Mine was first practice. I, it was, um, they already had, you know how they have the varsity teams set, like mm-hmm. they, for, especially for college, they already ask guys to come and all this other shit. But they usually leave one or two spots open for a walk-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had the tryouts. There's like 150 mans there. And friggin', I'm like, I don't know what, it, it was one of those days you're just in your bag. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation for it. I had a, I was feeling extra bouncy. So like the layup drills, I'm dunking all of them. And I'm just like, yo, what's going on with me today? Mm-hmm. Playing nice, making good reads, all this shit. Man's like, um, man asked me to stay after after the tryout, and three other people, and then made us play two v two. And it was like for the spots, like it was two spots, and it's like, all right, <laughs> let me see what two are are gonna make it. And me and my boy won the game. They, they put us in like the little Humber paper. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm out here. I told these niggas. First practice. <laughs> <laughs> First practice I go to. I'm feeling myself heavy. 
go through the first drill and it's um, a rebounding drill. So mm. they put you up against two centers and you're like the only guard and you got to grab the rebound over the centers. And so I boxed one out, or at least I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other one, I guess, when we all went up for the rebound, those two collided with each other and the dude, he like, excuse me, went sideways and landed on my th- my like knee area. Mm. And when I came down, he was still on it. And this guy's like 230, 240. Mm. And just all on my ankle. The whole thing. And it just, yeah. I just screamed. It was over. It's literally two minutes into practice. <laughs> never seen a game. Never even got the jersey. Never got a varsity jacket. Did you hop off? Did you hop off or did they, did they get you? Hop off, nigga. I was screaming bloody murder. I oh. never felt I thought I was gonna pass out. I never felt pain like that in my life. Mm. It was. It felt like it was shooting up the side of my leg to like my whole body. Fuck. It was insane. And then like it just got <clears throat> numb. I don't know if I was in shock or some shit. And they brought me to like the nurse's office and they gave me these crutches. It's the last crutches they have because they've got a bunch of injuries on different teams. It's these two wooden crutches. <laughs> and I don't know shit about crutches. Never been hurt. Never <laughs> anything. Two wooden crutches, okay? Yeah, thin. Old ass crutches. Thin. Like, it's not even like there's bare space to put my hand for real, right? It's like just <laughs> barely makes it. Two wooden crutches, thin, no rubber at the bottom. Just, I'm not just thinking wood? anything of it. Just I thought it's, this is just how it works. <laughs> so I'm walking out. It's the dead of winter. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm talking December. It's cold, ice, everything. For three months, I slid around. <laughs> I swear to God, people had to help me at bus stops. The worst three months of my life. Mm. The worst three months of my life. I never felt so feeble and just lame in my life, bro. This I'm fucking trying to walk and just that's my life for three months. Fuck. No matter where I went. <laughs> no matter how careful you think you're being too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You put it down in one spot and just fuck. Because you know you don't want to fall for sure. Oh right? God. And then when you fall and you fall on your ankle, it's yeah. like uh, okay, just added two weeks. <laughs> Fuck! It was bad. It was the worst three months of my life. I hated it. I hated everything. I hated everyone. I couldn't play ball for the first time in my life. Literally, it was just worst. It was the worst. It was bad. Well, hold on. That's how you ended up starting comedy? No. So uh, after that, uh, I kind of i I was doing crowd work to get food, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Yo, put that on a fucking car. <laughs> put that on a car. <laughs> Cause I would like. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of Hans Kim on Kill Tony. (laughs) I was doing I was doing crowd work to get. I like I'd make friends in like different faculties Mm. and I'd crash events. So I'd be I'd be one. I knew on like Wednesdays every every Wednesday like the theology uh, faculty would come together. And I just go up there and I just talk about like religion and stuff. <laughs> but I knew they ordered pizza. This guy's sick. <laughs> That's you know? so bad. Uh, you are sh- sick. Uh, shout out, shout out to the girls at the Waterloo MSA, man. The biryani <laughs> was fire, yo. They used to take good care of me there. Oh my god! Yeah, I told him he was he was there like. Uh, like fucking religious project, you know what I mean? That like, so funny. they're like, we're gonna nurse this motherfucker back to health, and we're gonna get heaven. We're gonna guarantee heaven for these efforts. Yo, this is our good so deed. We're cooking for God. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was basically doing like, like so meeting with strangers, genuinely at, at different hilarious. events. Like even at engin- uh, the the engineering program at Waterloo, they have like the the pinky ring or whatever. Mm. 
I saw one of my boys be like, yo. That is, that is catered. Yeah. That is catered, yeah. yeah. One of my boys, he said, yo. I asked him, I said, yo, the you move, know your bro. ring, fam? <laughs> I took his ring, and niggas are asking me, like, yo, what kind of what kind of engineering are you in, fam? I said, yeah, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which no one answers like that. You know what it is, nigga. You know, you know we out here building shit. Come on, yo, what? Yeah. 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 no difference, bro. Yeah, I was like, I was just yo, like, we all here, yo. Yeah. You know, man, what are those, samosas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny funny. For for three months You were on campus And your specialty was Knowing where food Was being served At what club Every every single Social gathering Had food Niggas at the the Peace Corps club (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Anti-Semitics club (laughs) Like this guy Yeah He's changing his hat He's shaving his head (laughs) (laughs) People run into me On campus Like what (laughs) Yeah But no, so and then funny. after that, when I moved to Vancouver, I always, I think back in, uh, like when I was a teenager, I knew I wanted to do stand-up comedy just because like those long car rides when you're doing AU trips or whatever. And you're I, busting jokes for hours. Hours in the car, Talk, bro. You're just telling, telling stories. And like literally, I sometimes I before even the ride, I'm I'm thinking about shit. What am I gonna say today? <laughs> That's <laughs> it, bro. That's amazing. That's so. How jokes. am I gonna entertain my yeah. friends yeah. today? They heard this already. Fuck. Yeah. 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 They, heard they know this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get new shit. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna so go funny. in on these niggas, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they heard this story, but I'm gonna go in on them. <laughs> I just exercise my creativity. <laughs> I'm gonna start crowd work. I'm gonna work the bus, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then exactly. That's and then so when funny. I when I got into once i finally tried it out in vancouver i was like i did an open mic i was working at full locker at the same uh, at one point and then my boy signed me up and i went and i killed it mm. for my first like five minutes i killed it and i was like yo this is the it's easy but i didn't really have much to talk about i found so i was like yeah i was like do you remember what you said first? oh man i was i think i was talking shit about like uh <laughs> i was talking i was talking about being jumped by a siberian husky in the in the in the woods but thinking it was a wolf at first glance, and I almost gave, and because the, the owner kept it off the leash, and I thought that shit was illegal, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming, got a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm coming down the trail, and I'm seeing this this Siberian husky looks like a wolf, but I wind up to give this guy's dog the craziest corner kick ever. <laughs> I completely miss. I completely miss. But then I start paging the guy. And it scared me because he had like a googly eye. Like you, yo, imagine you meet like a Caucasian dude in, in the, the woods. In the woods, yeah, 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 yeah. googly eye. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, no, that's a that for sure is racist for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Googly eye, missing teeth, yeah. either yeah. or. Yeah, right. I'm out of there. Yeah, right. That's a was, crazy combo. Wolf and googly eye. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I, I remember I was just riffing about that, and just white people were eating that shit up. And so, and they were like, "Wow, he's like he's in the woods." <laughs> googly eyes. In a while, it's that's so like, funny, and so and I thought I could do like this. Like, I don't know when I first did comedy, I just went off the dome, mm. and this. So I thought, like, oh man, I could just do that shit again. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about today, and then it happened, and then I bombed. Yo. Yep, yep, but that wasn't even the worst time I've ever bombed. Mm. The worst I've ever bombed was in the UK. I was Yo, telling you about the story. I yeah. bombed in the UK. I one of my boys got me on a show. We just this this whole sh- show just got flagged right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bombed in the UK. <laughs> that beard is too nice to say some shit like that, bro. <laughs> so we don't I have the capacity. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You're waiting. Yes. You're so 42 yes. minutes, you made it. Yes. 42 yes. minutes. Yeah, man. I did this show in the UK where I was um this guy gave me a spot 
on this like Caribbean night thing. Mm. And there was at least like 80 Jamaicans all over the age of like 40. But these are like UK, British, old Jamaican. Jamaicans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, like, uh, like 35 seconds or 35, 45 seconds into my set, <laughs> I say the N word and just like all of them kiss their teeth <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> just, just a room full of. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, <laughs> one guy's just yelling. He's like, Yo, we don't use word like nigga, them thing that like oppression. It. Like he was just going in on me. Oh, people. the knowledge nigga. Yeah. You know I mean? He was giving Did he have dreadlocks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He was, it was black. The light was in my face, but I felt the energy. My brother. <laughs> I and I does not use the word nigga. <laughs> we are kings. Read this. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. So, so and I tried going through my joke. Continuing through it, but they weren't having it. it. <laughs> and so I was like, Do you guys want me to go? Out? I'm like, You guys want me to leave the stage? And he was like, Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave, man. Go on, please. Yeah, do. man, go. Go on. Yeah, man, please, do. <laughs> go ahead. That's the last you <laughs> And the guy that, that the guy that gave you the spot, did you pass him on your way up the stage? Did he yeah, what did he say? What did he say? Bro, honestly, <laughs> they were nice to you, though. They would they loved me afterwards. They were like I was like a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> Jamaicans, like I find, can be the easiest and the most difficult people to make laugh. I all depending like I, on the situation. I felt like I w the way they they came to me after was as if I headlined that night, bro. Like they, I was just like, yo, yo. they can they can they can That's appreciate so it like, if they respect. don't like something that you did. They might not give you the satisfaction of knowing that they think you're funny until. Like you said, when you're done, mm -hmm. they will destroy and then rebuild. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and some, especially if there's a Jamaican like lady there, especially an older woman, mm -hmm. she'll like oh, notice that, that you're probably like you had a rough night or whatever, and will come to you and be like, "You're all right. You'll yeah, get man, them you just need time, to. Get, you'll get them diplom. next time. You're funny. Don't worry about nothing." <laughs> and just give you yeah, like the greatest. <laughs> fucking words of affirmation i don't know how they do that shit mm, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing though i was gonna say man your jamaican shit's on point for like you were just like I mean, the most jamaican yeah. <laughs> oh wait you were you're that you're that <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you jamaican. do damn that's good yeah yeah you do a good uh bob marley <laughs> yeah as a kid i try get i try with that like my father is jamaican mm. and so like i remember when i i i grew up around east africans only well, okay majority and so this guy grew up on Albion. Our Mel Court. Pharmacy and that for me. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. And so I think like the uh in high school is where I started like chilling with Mandem and they were just like, yo, Phil's you're Jamaican, bro. You should be trying like your patois, bro. Man said that to you? Yeah, like, like that's like, so it's, weird. It's weird. Yeah. Cause I was just chilling with niggas, bro. <laughs> and so and so I remember this there was a fight happening at Kennedy Station. Mm, as usual, uh -huh. okay. but it was like against like it was the girls from Cedarbury Public School against like these girls from like, uh, like Pringdale, Mother Teresa, I don't know some <laughs> shit from some, some other county shit. Yeah. And so it was all going down at Kennedy Station, and it was like there was like it was we were waiting like forty five minutes for this fight to go down. <laughs> yeah. and, and I love pre pre organized high school girls. fights. You've never seen it's like a fire drill. You've never oh. seen <laughs> people are like waiting for the they're checking their clock. They have a watch now. They never had a watch. <laughs> Where the fuck are they? That if the fright breaks out, you want to be on time to catch that 43 it's two minutes. bus that mm. leaves, you know? Mm. Word, 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 word. And so the fight's about to break down, and this girl, like, from some white girl from whatever Catholic school it was, she goes, 
And this is when I was just like really, uh, I was very shy about trying to like a patois. patois. <laughs> and this white girl comes out of nowhere and she goes, yo, we've been waiting here for two hours. What's going on? And like bus station stop, silent. Everyone's. <laughs> what year laughing. was this? This was like 2010, bro. Niggas were like. <laughs> <laughs> you hear one, like there's one man who's just laughing like. <laughs> <laughs> What she said was Guan. Did she say? Did she say it like weird? With like this though, it was like what's Guan? Oh, and it was just like, uh, yeah, it's a Guan. It's Guan. You can't, you can't fucking uh, Valley Girl Pato. Yeah, Guan. Guan. Drake did it. <laughs> Drake pulled it up pretty good. He had it for sure. <laughs> Maybe that's why it worked. Remember, <laughs> that's why it went with Universal. <laughs> what's going on? Put a little so Beverly Hills in it. So what did you do? You didn't end up using your. You end up using your. Let's hear it. Let's that hear it. Let's hear some. Let's give it. A, give us a sentence. Let, give him a sentence to say. Yeah, give me a sentence. Let's Why say, are you looking at Triz? Oh me. Oh. <laughs> okay, intern. He doesn't work here. <laughs> um, I went to the corner store. That's complex. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. That was, that was, <laughs> I'm joking. That's not complex. <laughs> you say it first. Let me get the rubric. Give me the <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, I'm not right? giving you a reference give point. Me, give me the rubric. I'm, I'm gonna retrace this shit. Point. Yeah, we I don't want to give you a reference star. point. Huh? We went to the counter store. <laughs> no, that, that's <laughs> to me. That's close. <laughs> he sounds like Leonardo DiCaprio and Blood Diamond. We'll do it. Do it. What would it be? Ghana store, man. Oh yeah, you wouldn't say we went. Ghana road. Ghana road. See, bro. Beat, bro. See my Damn, dad. man. That's Gala, like... I swear, I'm fine. What? <laughs> add whatever you want to buy. I used to talk to my dad on the phone. You know when you're a kid and you're on the phone and you don't... I don't understand a word that he's saying to me. <laughs> so I just passed the phone over to my... I said, I say, okay, mom wants to talk to you now. And I pass, bro. Give me a Yo, especially when they start using like Jamaican terms. Please, please tell me about yo. Know, please tell these guys a story about your dad running you a letter, oh. and, and yo, know, his dad wrote him a letter, and it was written in Pato. No way. <laughs> when I was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. so so when I was um when I was uh, when I was just learning how to read and write. My so we don't have the capacity. <laughs> so when I was learning how to read and write. My dad, <laughs> who was in prison, incarcerated, decided mm. to write me a letter, but he wrote it in patois. <laughs> yeah. This is too perfect, by the way. So, and he was in jail. And, yeah, it's perfect. And so, my, <laughs> and so, like, even my mom is putting pressure on me to be knowing how to read stuff as oh, well. Cause I Translate. Get, yeah, because we get bills, and my mom's like, read this in read Canadian this. now. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And so, for at least a month, I was trying to decipher what this nigga was saying to me. Bro, he was speaking in patois, hieroglyphics, and abbreviations via MSN. He had that one nigga like Wingdings. this. <laughs> I was so and it was never, it, it wasn't even lined paper. So like line, oh, oh god, shit, was shit wasn't parallel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where does it start? Where does it end? Yeah. I brought. I didn't do my homework, and I brought my teacher these this letter that my dad gave me, and she's like, "Yeah, I can't even help you with this, bro." Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> Your teacher can read to translate it for you. <laughs> my teacher couldn't Patrick, uh, translate. Man, prison is rough. They don't even let you have lined paper. <laughs> 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 like, no lines for you, you convict. Like shit, can I get? 
Can I get paper? We don't fuck? want them to read between yeah. the lines here. But I think what write. he meant, though. When he put L U V for love, I, like, <laughs> at the that's end, my yeah, man. Yeah. That's, like, my that's man. my name with love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, but the thing is that he didn't he didn't write my name properly. You know, <laughs> it's crazy because like there was no H. There's a Wagwan Asan. It sounds like he's saying what's good, son. He's actually saying Asan. Uh, so we don't have the capacity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents were very spiritual, bro. My name was my for the first like five years of my life. My name was Handsome. Okay. Yeah, that works. And then they changed it. Legally, legally, they changed. Legally, no way. On my birth certificate. Damn. Handsome. Do Do you know what made them do it? Besides the obvious. Uh, they thought of my mom. My mom thought I was handsome, fam. Yeah, but the, what happened? What, uh, what? The confidence just went down. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they change it? Those babies no, teeth they, start they to go. Because <laughs> like, in, shit. in elementary school, they were just the kids were just annoying me. Handsome, you're very handsome, handsome. So then my mom switched it to Hassan, which means the same thing in Arabic. Mm. And I speak Arabic. Smart. Well, yeah, yeah that is. That's and it's a nice smart. name. In That's quick too. thinking right yeah. there. Yeah, mm. <laughs> she's like. That is so tra- easily transferable. Mm-hmm. But that is such an awesome name, Handsome Phil's. Like, mm. right? <laughs> that's one of those things Starring that's like handsome films. It's annoying it's for sta- years, like a stage name. and then it comes back. You know, mm-hmm. it's like your high school, grade school. It's like handsome, mm-hmm. and then college just starts like it's oh helping you God, out. Then you're handsome. an adult. You're like, yeah, no, it's actually handsome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I was in Scarborough, though. Niggas weren't gonna call me. Do Facts. Know. They just call you H A O H. People just call me Phils though, or they say my whole name for some reason. Hassan Phils. Is a ring. Oh, it's me a, too. The name is yeah. yeah it's my a good whole name. life, like, oh, I don't know why people say my first and last name. I don't get that. I always wanted a nickname growing up. Dude, mm. there's there's names that have that ring when they go together. I don't think mine's that Marlon Palmer. That's yeah, not. bro. It sounds like a great drink, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like the most refreshing drink <laughs> you've ever? Yo, give me a Marlon. Palmer. Give me a Marlon Palmer. There's the Arnie Palmer. Yeah, the Arnold. The Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Marlon sounds the way Arnold better. Palmer. Oh yeah. no. The Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Fuck that. Instead Marlon. Palmer. My name was almost Theodore. Ice tea and tea. Oh shit. Theodore. Yeah, my my mom wanted to name me Theodore. My dad Theodore. was like, "No, fuck that." Theodore. Theodore. That's very. I could have been Theo. I like Theo. Theo's yeah. pretty cool. Theo's kind of a vibe, but yeah, no, I'm happy. Could have been Ansem, you know? Yeah, Ansem. <laughs> Ansem. Ansem Palmer. So, so what's the, the the Toronto scene like right now in terms of comedy? Like, can you make it out of Toronto doing stand up? I mean, I wouldn't even want to make it out. I might. I want to make it in. Okay. In Toronto, like, just there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that are. Uh, there's a niche crowd that isn't being serviced, I find. Okay. You know, there's a lot of young people who think they love or like know that they love comedy but have never seen it live. They've seen the productions, they've yeah. seen the crazy, they've seen like the Netflix specials, yeah. but they've never attended a thing where they put their phones away and pay attention to something live. And and I think that's very authentic. I think because we're first well. generation, like it's we're starting to see that become a little bit more normalized bit by bit. It's gonna take like two or three generations, I think, before it's like a staple. Like in the UK, for example, in the black community, especially, like comedy's just a thing now, too. You know what I mean? Like Mo uh Mo's over there right now in. killing it. Um, shout out to him. He's he he's doing his tour, he's done his tour tons of times just in England itself. And so there's definitely an audience. There's always an audience for funny, I mm-hmm. feel like. You know what I mean? And It's sustainable, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you said a great point, like, you want to make it in. And mm-hmm. I think it's very rare for 
a city to say that in terms of comedy because you'd think that a city this large would be like one of the spearheads in that. But even in the scene, I notice it doesn't seem too large in terms of the comedian. Like I see the same comedians many of the places I go with mm -hmm. very little few changes in between. And I don't know if that's a lack of talent, like people coming into stand-up comedy. I know obviously stand-up's one of those things that like, it's not like working at Alder or something. Like mm -hmm. you can't just go into it and be like, yeah, I can work at this and I'll be good. Like <laughs> stand-up takes a little bit more time than selling shoes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And for some people, it's especially in this day and age where there's so many options available to you, it's less likely that people are going to stick with it, even if they start. Mm -hmm. uh, I know many comedians that are like, yeah, five years on and off. And it's like scattered one year here, a couple months here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel and like that's the normal. It's like such a normal thing for every comedian. Like their first five years, it's always like, ah, I'm in and out. After that, you hit that fifth year hump and you're just like, okay. Hit your stride. It's either I'm going to do this for real, for real. And actually say this is what I do, or it's just gonna be a hobby. A hobby, yeah. yeah. This is my, you know, poker night with the boys, with the buds. Texas but, seems you know? to be the new hot spot. Texas is for hot spot. for um, comedy. Like all the majors are basically moving there and creating a scene. Um, I watched a show called Kill Tony, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is a podcast. Tony Hitchcliffe, and it's one minute for amateur comedians to go up and do their shit. And and ninety percent of them are bad, but it's it's like it's a win win. If it's they go up there and they kill it, you got a great show for a, a minute. If they go up there and they're shit, Tony just tears them apart for the next. Yeah, oh, oh, and he goes hard. <laughs> oh yeah, he's really he's like a roast master. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's it's good that it's I like it because it's comedians, and you can tell which ones can take a joke from which ones can't, and it's it kind of filters it, them out mm -hmm. that way. Because there's some of them up there that take it so seriously. Even yeah, though they've yeah, yeah. seen the show. Yeah. You know what the show's about, and yet you're going to go to it and complain about it. To add, to touch on what you were saying earlier about, like, the circuit as well, like, uh, like the circuit of comedians, I think it's really good. Like, the better the comedians get and the more they stay in tune with it or, like, uh, uh, and, like, refine their skills. And also, like... Mm -hmm. Like you have to have that that stamina for it. Yeah, you know it's yeah. like Thick no skin. different than no no different than school. When I when I decided I was gonna, this is something I was going to do. It was no different than when I decided to do school. But when I did school, I was like half ass because you think about it like this, man. You dedicate five years of your life to something that you could do for the next 30, 40 mm -hmm. years. Then you should be you then then you could you could be comfortable with yours. You could be happy with that yeah. decision. But a lot of people go to school five four years of their life, and then after. They're unhappy with whatever they're doing. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing with comedy, I find. If I could do that, then then boom. The only thing about comedy I find, which would be a deterrent to most people, is there's an approving pipeline in Toronto mm -hmm. that, like, you can say, this person came out of it. This person came out of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. especially in comedy, majority of people definitely do have to leave. It, like, we had a boom in the 90s, um, early 90s, late 80s, I would say, for comedy in the city um when you're talking sctv and all the talent that came from there second city like they that was killer you got all the chase and all these different guys dan Aykroyd and shit but then after that it's like once the, it's like they left and left a void mm. they took everybody with them 
like Michael Myers was gone, Dan Aykroyd, you name it, they were gone. Jim Carrey. Imagine Jim Carrey, Dan Aykroyd, Mike Myers, a lot of these guys stay in the city. The scene would be, they'd be like Bill Burr and shit out here right now, you know what I mean? Obviously, they took different routes for different reasons, and they're superstars and legends now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there was definitely a void left in this city and an opportunity for Montreal (laughs) (laughs) to rise from the ashes and just Mm -hmm. take over because Montreal seems to be a major player. Like It's like TIFF. TIFF is now a major player in terms of film festivals, whereas when it was first starting out, a lot of we didn't get the big stars. You'd get the short indie films, but you wouldn't get fucking Angelina oh, Jolie showing now, up. Yeah. Everybody comes here now. So it's a circuit that they have to go to, just like Cannes, just like any of these film festivals. Mm-hmm. And uh, Montreal has worked themselves into that in terms of comedy. Like, I when I hear comedians talk about. Only because JFL, not really because of Montreal, no, but because yeah. JFL. Exactly, exactly that. Exactly JFL that. could be anywhere and it would be that thing. Because, But no one's like, yo, Mon- I'm headlining Montreal, like it's a, the best thing. It's all about like JFL for the most yeah. part. Yeah. But I think that... Uh, Why is it in Montreal then? That's yeah. always it just been started off. Thing. I mean, it's like, I think it's it seems like breaks. the French, the French, yeah. And the French have a more of an appetite to support art. That's mm, why like a okay. lot of, a lot of these French comedians can eat have a whole career off of just the touring they do in Quebec. Quebec so you feel like they you do get, a lot it's better. known nice. it's known there's okay. a lot of English comedians who are just like you see them doing mm-hmm. sets in fucked up French because they're trying to get a set in French wow. so they can get into the circuit and wow. eat but like I think that why is this so it's that lucrative just a province over Yes. Yeah. But know, in you French. Could, you could really make in French. a lot of money as just a Fran- francophone comic in Canada touring just Canada alone the province alone and these because because they really don't have any you remember remember sugar sammy no he was like the uh the young he's like a celebrity in europe now yeah he he's like the young uh the younger version of russell peters but sweeter he was but you know sweeter man you know (laughs) well yeah by default but uh he was like canada's Hassan Minaj or something like that but you know more good looking, spoke French. He doesn't even do English comedy anymore. Like he just stays strictly. French okay, but comedy. are they doing bigger shows out there, oh, or are people pay, pay, paying more? What is? Both. Okay, so it's bigger shows and people are paying more. Yeah. And in terms of bigger shows, are these guys with social media presence. Is they have, just- they have, but it's like the average event over mm-hmm. there is more likely to have stand-up comedy featured in it. Like, let's say you go to a wedding here. One in ten weddings has stand-up. Okay. More have stand-up there. Let's say you go to a graduation. More have stand-up. So it's stand-up. more ingrained so it's more in culture. In the culture itself. And then their pool of people they can choose is limited because it has to be French speakers. So they all get a bigger slice. Mm. So it's like this double thing of, like, they can fully have a career in French. But So what does it take for Toronto to do that? In so we can do that. You can, there's culture. a lot of people, like, Toronto still cultivates, Toronto's a breeding ground for headliners. Okay. You can get really good in Toronto, mm-hmm. but it's the people that have that thing inside them that, that says, I want to go to the world stage, that have to go to LA, New York, or try to do it by way of like England or, or that's whatever. That's what I'm saying. Fuck, right? How do we build it here? The talent is created here, but the eyes, in order to like catalyze that growth, it seems to only be where the, ind- the big industries are, which is LA, Because New people York. keep moving there. Well, it's stop it, moving there. No, it really comes. It really comes <laughs> down to like 
where where to get scouted, where to get discovered, and you can't get discovered in Toronto because the people that live within the industry or that are within the industry live in they're, LA, New York. They're gonna go to the improv or the comedy store or Invite the seller. They're not gonna fly to Toronto. Why don't we fly them out? They like if they, that's if, a good point because you they, can fly them out for a night. Let them see the best of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every once in a while until it becomes a thing like, yo, we, we should go to Toronto. Because they got 10 times the population in America and they have a pressure to support Americans Well, first. yeah. Oh, definitely. And there's, there's 10 times the Americans. There's not even a Americans. pressure. There's no pressure yeah. there. Yeah. They, they willingly. <laughs> yeah. Who will support the worst U.S. whatever yeah. as long as it's not a Canadian whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is 100%. In, in general. Yeah. But I feel like, especially now... In this like whole digital era that we're in, it's, there should be none of that. There should be no right. walls or barriers for any of that stuff. We should be funneling content to whoever these players are. If we can't fly them out here, because this city is like, come on, come on. But here's hey, the thing, Montreal. <laughs> I it's never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I've always thought about that. We get two weeks in what September? Yeah, we get two weeks of comedians, and then it's that's it. Like that's weird. To oh, me. and who? Someone was just at JFL, and they told me how much shittier they treat the Canadian talent than oh, the American yeah. talent. Where the American t- when they come to do JFL, the Americans get better hotels. Oh yeah. Oh. They get yeah. better shuttle services. Yeah. There's just more money allocated to the comfort is, of Americans. Little brother syndrome is still going very prevalent here. Yeah. That's, no matter that's how much we it. big bro them, <laughs> like if you think about it in terms of art, we have the top artists. In every genre. Think about it. Yes. In every genre, we have the top artists right now. R&B, Weekend. Rap, Drake. Pop, Bieber. Oh, you're right. And those are the top three streaming artists in the world. It's all that underdog thing. Like, I will make it in this land. In terms of the arts, we're bodying shit. Crazy. It it doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, even in that... But all those people... So, in the case of Bieber, fucking Usher came and discovered him, okay? So, that's, like, some weird God thing that... (laughs) <laughs> Let's All, those people, All those people but had Drake, to branch out. But Drake, yeah, exactly. Drake had to get with Wayne and YMCMB and go to America. Weekend had to sign a, a label in Europe. And uh, did Weekend go to Europe first before he signed with a label in Europe before after Drake put him out there to the masses. Yeah. Everybody thought he would sign with OVO. Ended up signing another label, and yeah, it's like that thing. It's that thing where it's like uh, Canadians need to see a Canadian on American things to be like. The, we love them. Yep. They're the shit. It's like, bro, did you know when Alberta, like, uh, when it filters out and creates gas, all that petroleum, it, like, all those oil lines, they go to America first before they come to Canada. Like, that, all that oil goes to America first, and then it comes to Canada. Yep. So it's, like, the exact same thing as talent, I feel same, like. Same shit as weed. Same, yeah. It, it, uh, same thing drugs, as the talent. It's, it's basically... It has to go there. It's where the, the money... American pipeline. They standardize it. Like, <laughs> this guy's talented. Look, he's at the cellar. And then everyone in Toronto's like, yo, let's buy tickets. He's at the cellar in New York now. He's making it in New York. Yep, that means yep. we respect him more here. You can just take a trip. You don't even need to work. Just take and a trip. And do the same set, we'll say. You're in Paris. Yeah. How, how crazy were your DMs? It was sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was how crazy, crazy were your DMs? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> People seeing you doing oh, comedy in France. It, it and was sick, They must man. have been like, all right, bro, we got to get it. He's doing comedy in France right and, now. And I met comedians there from New York. Mm. Like a bunch of Americans that were there, LA, New York and stuff. We're all like on the same like level. It's not like they're... In my mind, I was like, oh, shit, she's from New York. Oh, fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No. But she was funny. Don't get me wrong. I forget her name. I wish I could drop her name, but uh, she was funny. But it wasn't like, yo... 
I can't. New do York this. is a whole different. I got to rethink my whole yeah. shit. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I, I don't. I don't think it's like that at all. I, I really do think you're funny or not. That's just. It's just that simple. Even in L.A., they have uh, Canadian comics are known in L.A. They're like, oh, you're a Canadian, huh? Because we come to America, we come to L.A. like ripe and we're funny. We have yep. this. We have a different funny where we know Canada stuff. And we know all of American pop culture. Yep. We have like a second thing. Mm-hmm. We have a broader scope. We have a yeah. broader scope. And we have the underdog thing. Chip on our shoulder. Chip on the shoulder. So they're like, oh, you're a Canadian. Huh? Like we're killing it in LA in these yeah. places. Yeah. No, we also have the. Uh... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're very fortunate to have stage time, and it's not as ruthless as a place as it is New here. Yeah. Three minutes out there in New York, exactly. You know? <laughs> three we, minutes. All right, you got three minutes. Go up. We actually uh, we <laughs> don't us. have an excuse. We don't have an excuse as a comic out here to not get better. Yeah, there's exactly. So many rooms to get better. Exactly. If not, just do your own room. I think it's 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 funny when people are like, oh, I can't get up. I can't I can't find spots. It's very easy out here. If you go, if you have, I emailed somebody the and they put me on in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know this person; never met them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me the email, said, "Yo, tell them uh, that you're a comedian and you want a spot." The fact that it's pay to play in some places in the states, like you gotta pay for stage time. They just gotta oh, yeah. buy oh, two yeah. drinks. Like, I did that. <laughs> gotta buy two drinks. Gotta do all uh, much. Right shit. before COVID, I went to LA and I have friends there, and they're like, "Yo, we'll get you." LA is so ruthless that when I got there, my buddy's like, "Yo, I can't get you a spot on these shows." LA comics are so desperate to get a spot and they can't. I can't get an outside guy yeah, a spot. Yeah, yeah. I can't get you a spot. So I'm like, fuck. He's like, go to the haha, the open mic. I go there. You pay five bucks to get in a, in a, a draw. Yeah. <laughs> where they draw you for five minutes. Uh, yeah. I ended up getting this, but it's still like five bucks. You might not even get time. Well, that's what happens when there's like, such a it? boom of five fucking. Five minutes. There's such a boom of comedy bars in the 80s, late 80s, that like they can do that. It, it, Got so many different people to be like, oh, I could try comedy. I could try comedy, especially if it's everywhere, like fucking Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it puts like uh, it's also a luxury to be from like this city or to be doing comedy, kind of like what Norm was saying. Because yeah, you get more time to refine your skills uh, and get better, more time. And it's kind of like like you know when you're playing basketball like in a, in a lower level, mm. like a, like a lower like a, a tier, like a lower tier. Yeah. And you just get more playing time. Yeah, and you're exactly. getting more buckets. You're getting from instead of trying to play with the big guys and and sitting on the bench. <laughs> sitting like, on I the remember, bench. Put it like like I remember when I used to invite my mom to like I brought, I invite my mom to a basketball game, and I probably paid like five minutes, 
And in that five minutes, I got so upset. Like, I didn't have a good time. I was missing all my yeah. shots. Because it was like... Can't get in the rhythm. It was garbage minutes. Yep. And I was and my mom, I sit in the car with my mom. And she's like, why are you mad? Like, why are you upset? I was like, yo, I didn't get to play. You came and you watched me and I played like shit. She's like, you, you think I paid for you to come, like, uh, uh, be upset? Yeah. <laughs> you to have a good time. time yeah. And so, and then I thought about it, like, in my time doing comedy now. Like, I've just been, like immersing myself in the Toronto comedy scene. And I always wanted to like make sure that when I came when I came home, like I'd be playing forty minutes. Like I'd be Yeah. Like, I'd exactly. Be, I'd be doing I I drop forty points. Something yeah. like that. When I invite my mom, I want my people and my friends to come. Yeah. That's my mentality with the States, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's like I'm not so many people are like, Oh, why don't you move to New York? Why don't you move to LA? I'm like, uh eh. I kinda wanna be a superstar before I go there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'd love to go over there and be on something where I can command certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. If I could work my way into a situation where I go over there and they need me, yes, that's much better. And why do I have to do? I'm not definitely not doing that. Going there and trying to make them need me because mm-hmm. everybody goes there to make them need them. That's not the place you want to start off. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, you want to New York and LA specifically. You want to. Get in there when you're established as something. Because you can establish establish yourself as much as you want out here, and then go there and it's a reset button. Hard oh, reset, shit. factory reset. <laughs> so it's either you really, really do well out here, so like they can't question anything out there. But it's just like you said, it's just like going to another league that's just that much better. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to the Andrew Schultz totem pool. My boy, uh, yeah. my, my boy Dino would say this all the time. He say like. I I remember we were sitting one day and he's like, I'm cool with like, I'm cool with being like a factory level worker, like comedian. Like I pull up anywhere, anytime. Sometimes I might do an arena or like I might, sometimes I might do a theater, but like I love my comfortable rooms, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, my intimate rooms, like, yeah. but I'm still, I'm still working and I'm cool with the dudes that are eating like that. So whenever it's like, it's, it's respect and it's love when I get there, but it's it, it's uh it's consistent. I do feel like there is a certain capacity or size of a room where it becomes dishonest. Starts becoming dishonest. Mm. I do think that like, over like two hundred people or so, it starts getting a little dishonest. Cause like you get you laughter's contagious. You know what I mean? Like you could be one two people laughing in a row, and now you feel the pressure to laugh because you don't want to be the one that didn't get the joke or some shit. Whereas a smaller room, there's a lot less of that mob mentality. It's more so like impress us, mm-hmm. <laughs> like do your best to impress us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't be audience members can't be lost in the crowd. Mm-hmm. They can stand out, and that gives them a certain sense of power, mm-hmm. where they don't have that in a crowd of thousand a thousand people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could be on my phone. I can do anything, you know what I mean? But if it's 200 people or less, like, you talk about Like, I can affect the show. I can affect what's going on in this room. When you're in a theater, you don't have that feeling. Not at all. And you feel the need to just go along with what the 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 theater's doing. You know what I mean? So it can become dishonest. Then you roll into, obviously, you know, when you have your own crowd and your own fans. Unless it's like a crowd full of, like, like a... 2,000 Jamaicans. Then, then, <laughs> 2,000 old UK Jamaicans. I can, I can ruin this show. Every moment of it. I've, I've done like, uh, I've done the show where I've opened for like a major hype in White Yardy. Mm. And bro, I did that show. Bro, like those crowds are actually phenomenal because so fun. Uh, 
Like, I think I, I do this one joke about, like, a dirty wine where it just involves, like, rap lyrics and stuff. Mm. But, like, before I even get to the end of the joke, like, just man him and get out of like it's just you feel yep. like mid mid set people will get up and they'll tell you like with with their hands <laughs> yeah yeah with their hands tap into nostalgia or things do you remember when we used to any of that any remember when we used to and now these kids are <laughs> insert yeah. insert that's all Caribbeans need yeah. honestly because that that's one of the main focus of of everything we used to do this now these kids do this like. That's just what it is. So that that'll always work. Major show. I did the the Africa versus West Indies, and that shit was probably my favorite show I've ever done. And the independent shows, like I find, like uh, in the midst of like coming up and getting into stand up comedy, I used to think like, okay, like there's a lot of kiss the ring type action happening at Yuck Yucks yep. and these other venues or whatever. From what he was telling me, I definitely thought that right. And so, but like the uh, the uh, the authentic part of the come up is being able to like again service your your people so like when i go to like uh like when i do norm show like i i it's so multicultural but you also know there's going to be a lot of filipinos there yeah but a lot of potheads a lot of pot, a lot of <laughs> people, like it's just like you again you you're a lot walking. of fashion sense a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yo, norm shows lot. be the swaggiest shows I've ever I seen in my life. About yeah. just did it. I, yo, I just, <laughs> I just did it a couple days ago. I was like, I was like, do you know how much Stussy is in this room right now? Any idea? That's too funny. Yeah, man, the well, that, best shoes. Yo, that's it's norm shows are definitely a special. I I love seeing that when I go to. Um, different people's uh, shows that like a comedian put on the show, not like the venue or anything like that. Cause you kind of see their personality reflected in the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Certain people show up and you're like, ah, this is, this is what you are. <laughs> you know and what I mean? Also like to circle back on what you were saying earlier in terms of like, how could we create this pipeline mm-hmm. for like comedians to come up? Essentially the pipelines could be created by the people for per, per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we can, if we're able to do as many of those shows and connect as many of those, it's no different than just like putting a dot on a map long like uh, enough times or beside a each other. Yo. That's just the, to that's make the it a circuit. Thing. Exactly. Make it a blockchain, you know? Cause we, we <laughs> all have the ability to do that right now. Like everybody, you've thrown your own show. I've had many shows, and I'm about to remake another show. I'm just trying to find a venue. But, uh, yeah, like I always uh, say to the guys around me, I'm like, we should all have a show. Like, let's not be having three, four shows, yeah. you know what I mean? And then it's like well, a nightmare. Well, no, I think that that's, that's good. I think that if we, you know, if you want to soft condition your crowd into getting into, like, I, I compared to um, when the Raptors first, we first got a team, right? The the first two three seasons, niggas didn't know you shouldn't make noise when our team is shooting the foul shot. Mm. <laughs> they didn't know you should give a standing ovation if a, one of our players get a forty point game and get a, a coach calls a timeout with like ten seconds left just to get him off the court so everybody can applaud. Nobody knew that shit because we're all used to hockey rules. But it took years and years of basketball and knowing crowds and winning teams, losing teams. For everybody to now, everybody's like it's like they know the playbook, yeah. second nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know exactly how you should conduct yourself. And if you don't, you just pay a fuck attention. It's like we were saying, like if everyone sh- shuts up or stands up, you stand up. Or exactly, shut the fuck up. exactly. And it, it it showed even more. Remember when Kevin Durant got injured in that game? Mm-hmm. We've never been in the finals. 
We've never been that deep into the playoffs <laughs> where it really meant something. So he gets hurt, <laughs> and everybody's just fucking laughing, <laughs> clapping, cheering like, up wow! like this. Because we've never been in that situation. And on top of that, the majority of the people there were people who could afford the tickets, and those people who could afford the tickets are not basketball watchers. They're not basketball passionate people. They're people who want to be like, I was at that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those tickets were fucking <laughs> these, yeah. bro. These I didn't see. I saw probably seven minorities, mm. <laughs> and they're all scammers. Yeah. <laughs> I know those niggas. <laughs> like, I did a. I produced a show. I produced a show in Toronto like last month or two months ago, and it's a lot of like my. I guess like uh, my demographic is majority like young Muslim East Africans, mm-hmm. Pakistanis, and so and Asians, and so. I think one of my boys came through. He bought like he bought like a, a six tickets for his for his friends and family, mm-hmm. and so he brought like not knowing the context of a con uh, of a comedy show being like adult, mm-hmm. like contact brought eight year olds. He brought like his his sixteen uh, year old sister and two of them, <laughs> maybe three of them, and thinking like, oh man, we're coming to support like Hassan, like and yeah. it was cool. But then, then you got like me talking, <laughs> yeah, loose, yeah, the tears talking about like, yo, you want to come for your boy? <laughs> like, would, would you come for your boy? And, like, and like my boy messaged me saying stuff like, like, hey man, you should have told me. And I was like, I was like, I thought you would know. Yeah, like, people just don't know. Yeah, some people don't understand the, the comedy etiquette. They don't know the comedy comedy protocol. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're talking about immigrants too. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't have stand up in Jamaica like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you guys didn't have stand up in Sudan Fuck like no, that. Dude. Like. It's not something that, like, is the norm for people. It's not a custom that they're used to. So I think we do need to throw our own shows, like, but we do need to bring it together at some point. Oh, without a doubt. all the audiences could be together in one room and you really see the power of what everybody's able to uh, able to produce. All four of us have done our own shows oh, yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm pretty sure we do not share the same crowd. I go to Norm shows. I don't see three quarters of the people that I know. I, I may see like six or seven. I go to your show. I probably know five or six. I probably oh, when show, you come to my show, it's all London and Milton and Mississauga. People you've never seen before. See, like, exactly. They and all those come are for all the show. Audiences that just love to laugh. All these That's random all engineers. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you've done my show. You've done my show a couple Black times. Remember that free times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that going again. I don't know if there, but I'm gonna get that going. Rims HR <laughs> pulls up. But it blows my mind how many stand-up shows in uh, in the city. Most of them don't have music. And I'm like, bro, if you've run a comedy yeah. show and you have music at the beginning, at the end, and in between the acts, it levels up the show on a different level. It makes level. everything ro- move at a good pace. Mm-hmm. And it just gives that a it's nice a vibe. When there's set. music as you're sitting, and so oh, yeah. half, 80% of the shows don't have music. It's just, uh, yeah. you just sit in silence. Yeah, the DJ, like, even that, the DJ makes the ambiance that much better. Yeah, I've always had a DJ at my shows. Like, I. It's Even necessary. From, from it's not MCing, a show, really. From an MC point of view, I've oh. MC'd for years. Yeah. And like, if I go there, the first thing I ask, do you have a DJ? Yeah. And then you go meet with the DJ. Exactly. And then now I know you that. You sit with the DJ, the, too. Some, DJ can bail you out when there's certain, oh, yeah. some like a comedian's late or whatever. Like, there's so many different things that that is useful for, for sure. And But some people want to play music like. Like full on sets in between sets, and I was like, "No, nah, mm. can't, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to have a flow yeah. of some sort." But yo, thank you guys so much for this coming. This was a through. pleasure, this brother. Was great, this is amazing. Make sure you guys let them know where they can find you. 
Yo, uh, you could find me at Abbas Wahab on Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, everything. A-B-B-A-S, Wahab, W-A-H-A-B. Or most importantly, just listen or watch the, the immigrant, immigrant section, section, YouTube, Spotify, <laughs> Apple. Great show, great show. I had mad fun on it. I know Norm just recently did an episode, so you guys can go yeah. check that out for gravy listeners. Um, Get it. Uh, you can find me at uh, feeling myself 07. That's on uh, the IG handle. <laughs> he loves saying his IG handle. You can see it in his face. It, it sounds so it sounds so self involved. But feeling I myself 07. My last name is Phils. It's a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and. The whole shebang, man. And your yeah. show coming up. Oh, yes. Your podcast sh- coming up. I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm doing a show this uh, this Friday, November 5th, uh, called The Come Up Comedy Show. It's just going to be a, you know, pretty much, like, you know Dave Chappelle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to be there, but all my dope, <laughs> all my funny friends, all Yo. my funny friends and myself are going to be I think a lot there. of uh, white people would be very happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you guys for, for coming through, man. We really appreciate it. We love the comedy scene, obviously, and you guys will definitely see them um, on Extra Gravy Comedy, Ooh. which will be starting soon. We'll get, have those announcements and details for you guys. But the monthly show is back. <laughs> So make sure you guys are ready for some comedy. And yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) That was your test. You are now online. Did I pass? You did. You did pass. You can hear you. Okay, cool. Alicia's here, guys. New sound effects. Do, 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 do. So we don't have the capacity. (laughs) (laughs) Why why Goldie Cox say that today? The meme is universal. I just I just stopped and I looked. I was like, so we don't have the capacity. What Marlon and them kept saying last week? We don't have the capacity. Yo, that's so funny. I feel so disconnected every time I laugh, but it's so funny. Like he's really in pain. Like they really don't have the capacity. I don't even know what that's from. I've never heard it or seen it. It's an African like news interview like this guy's like having some sort of conference Mm -hmm. but it's almost like he's retelling a story i don't know the full thing and i don't want to because then i'll stop laughing whenever (laughs) i see someone post this but he's just it's like he's reading off a letter and he's like i told them we don't have the capacity (laughs) and then he just he just it's like one of those ones you know that last line someone says before they absolutely just break down completely? <laughs> People come and like console him and shit. And he's just. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Did a ship go down or something? Like, what is the capacity? Was there an elevator, 14 people? That could only allow 13. They all went crashing to their deaths. I don't know what happened. Anytime a, a voice cracks into, into tears, instead. <laughs> There's something funny but sad at the same Some time. Some people have funny cries, and that's just there this is what it is. There are really, really bad criers. There's some bad Kim Kardashian. Oh. <laughs> Plastic surgery or Botox criers are probably some of the funniest without saying a word. Because their faces, like, you see them crying, but the face does not respond in a crying matter. There's no wrinkling. There's no lines. It's just... Yeah, there's certain <laughs> facial muscles that are exercised or, like... That, that activate stressed when when you show emotion. Yeah. But like if you Botox them out and then done all the surgery to ensure that you don't see those wrinkles anymore, it doesn't really translate that much. Like when a person's like trying to show like some form of sadness, like 
you don't even see the face wrinkles on the frown. Yeah, no. So I can't just, do that. That's it. The forehead is my It's an emotionless smile. White people love getting rid of them white lines on the forehead. Yeah, so it's constant. I used to look at myself in the mirror and be like, do I need Botox? I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got mine like because I, I stay like trying to open my eyes. <laughs> wow. That is not a racist Asian joke. He's Asian. No, I, he can make it. I, I actually try because, you know, they, they, they're always small. Or I, you know, people said like, I'm not going to lie. When I was younger, people used to say, hey, when you start looking tired, you look like you have Down syndrome. That was a common thing that people what? used to say to me. Right? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, when you get too Wait, high. Wait, people you... just said it, like, as a matter of fact, like, and just random different people? That was a common diss. If anybody wanted to, like, throw shade at me or make fun of me or something, like, yo, shut up, Downey. Like, what? Wow. Downey? Yeah, that was, that was a that thing. That is a wild one. I Like, I do understand. I remember when realizing that a lot of Down syndrome, um, people who suffer from Down syndrome have the same uh, face makeup, kind mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. But I've never, like, no, that's weird. You don't look anything like that. Don't you know, listen to them. It's, fu it's funny, though, because when I would actually try to put on the face, just when you're a kid, you're just like, you go, whatever. And I oh, saw some that, photos, and I was like, there. I do at some, in some You angles. get it? <laughs> so I was never even mad. I was just I don't along see with it. it. Maybe when you're uh, shorter here days. Was it short here? It was bald, you know, when I was bald. Okay, and like, bald. And you know, and just, <laughs> I'd pull out the bottom chin and just make the face. Can't, can't do that. That's like, I guess that's another form of like blackface or if anything. Is that wild? Is that is that a wild cancelable thing that like you're making? Well, I guess it's because of what you're saying they look like. I don't know. What is the cancelable part about that? Making if it's fun of somebody that like can't, that doesn't choose... Yes, to be like that, you know? That, yeah. yeah, but like, I mean, like, like, to me, they disability. don't... People with Down syndrome don't all look... I don't know. They don't look the same to me. They have the same, like, there, characteristics there's, there's features, and yeah. features, maybe. Something with the Sometimes. eyes, the mouth. We can't say that on a... Like, 100%. 100% this is what it looks like. That's weird to me. Weird, I think yeah. it's the eyes, though. They say it's, it has something to do with the eyes. I don't see it, brother. I don't see eyes. it, brother, man. You're a very good-looking Asian man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, may, it makes me wonder, though. You remember when Damon Wayans had that character in, in, mm -hmm. in Living Color? Arnaz J did, too. Ha handyman? Mm-hmm. And he's like, never underestimate the powers of the handicap. That was, and it was would, so normal back then. And we would all laugh at him like, when he would fall out the window before he, you know, he jumps to fly away. He doesn't even do no crazy leap. He just, just does this and... Just falls out. Arnaz J used and to do that about die. his brother. Oh, yeah. And so that's yes. why I think... That's why I felt he was able to get away with it because he was talking about his brother all the time. Yeah. And his yeah. Bro brother kind of became famous, like, off the stories alone. Everybody right, wanted right. to always meet his brother and take pictures with him and shit. But he'd do all that. And I was just like... Is this wrong that he does this if it's his brother? Like, where's the line drawn on that? It's very odd. Very odd. odd. But anyways, how was y'all week? <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. 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 It was good, period. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> smoke, um, you know what? I smoked a lot of weed this week. You wow. did smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> Norm is back in full swing. Backwards? I had a little bit of back. Oh, pack of backwoods spread out. Uh, I would say so. Okay, I'd say so. Wow. I've been killing backwoods for no reason other than I think you haven't. So I'm like, <laughs> to, need to catch up. <laughs> like, I'm doing this on, on Noah's behalf. I'm trying to, you know, 
No, I think I I just let myself go. I'm like I'm like coming back to it now. Nice. <laughs> but that not lasted like, like a month. <laughs> that pneumonia is gone. Okay. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm going. When I said I'm going back to it, I mean I'm going back to like not smoking because that week was fun and all. But I was like, I think I, I like honestly taking that break. There is a noticeable difference. Yeah. In just yes. energy, mood. Yeah. You yeah. seem way more like down today. Oh, but yeah. I know you're probably not. You're just like high it's, and tired. I'm I don't know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're just out of it. I'd be waking up out of these afternoon naps, these midday naps, and they're you've had a couple of those work. this week. <laughs> you've had a couple of Yo, those this week. They're so bad. They're like, <laughs> I think weed is the one thing that allows me to relax. Mm. But then when I relax, I just knock out. Mm. So I and need you never get that energy back. You need I a good balance. You need yeah. to find a good balance. I Something mean, that get, provides you a little bit of the high sometimes. But without all of the um, the downers, right? The right. downing powder part of it. I think uh, that's why mushrooms is something I enjoyed because mushrooms keep me up, mm. and I'm up and at it thinking. But when I smoke weed, I don't like to do them both at the same time because I do not want to associate the two together. So I feel the need to do them at the same now time. Now it's peanut butter and jelly. That's <laughs> literally it's either peanut buddy or, or jelly. Je- jelly. <laughs> I, I just realized I said peanut buddy. No, <laughs> I heard peanut that. Butter, peanut, peanut buddy. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, let that shit play. Uh, so we don't have the capacity. <laughs> peanut buddy. I was just gonna keep it, you know, in my that head. I'd be like, like I'd be like the worst Jamaican company ever. <laughs> peanut buddy. Peanut not am body <laughs> that's a lot um yeah no my week was all right very hectic got some things planned i'll just say it, fuck it we're doing midnight society hey. i've been doing midnight society for months now me and alicia did it on clubhouse for mm-hmm. a couple a couple uh weeks we had probably a biggest highlight was when we got the vision in yeah. there to to Talk about uh, uh, between amuse, amuse and amuse and her feelings, yeah. and he got he came through and and 1985 came through and they they discussed the album with us. That was really dope. Um, but now I what I've been planning this entire time is to make it a physical event. Um, the virtual experience was just like a primer, just trying to get you guys you know used to the concept. <laughs> um, I've been doing it on Twitch for the past couple months. It's been really fun. Um, I love music discussions, obviously. That's <laughs> like 75% of this podcast. And um, I love listening to music for the first time, especially on that Thursday night, midnight drop. You've been waiting for this album for weeks or months or years, and it's finally here. I enjoy that. And I, I love experiencing things for the first time with a group of people. Like, mm-hmm. that's my shit. If we're going to cottage for the first time, it was amazing going fucking out of the country on a trip for the first time with friends. Amazing. Like I love those experiences. So like with uh, all these music drops, like group virginity popping. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. Group virginity. GVP. GVP. You know what GVP? (laughs) Yeah. You know me. (laughs) Is Um, that a new HPV? No, it's GVP. It's GVP. (laughs) Um, It's the episode title. Uh, We definitely uh, have a lot of fun talking about music online i know people are constantly on twitter like especially when drake dropped it was just twitter convos instagram memes all this different stuff and i'd love to have those discussions um in person with people get us back into rooms together obviously 
Um, so I'm doing it this Thursday. Uh, Summer Walker's album. Uh, long awaited, long anticipated. She just dropped a track list. Did you guys see the track list? No. You didn't see it? Mm, I saw it. I just glazed track over it. List is looking Are you gonna do it bad. every week in person or no, absolutely oh, okay. not. Like do it only big music drops. Something? Only oh, okay. big music drops. I think it's I was gonna do it once a month, have it like a staple thing like that, but then again you don't yeah, there's music dropping all the time, mm-hmm. but it's not maybe worthy the music that it. I I think is worthy of having an yeah. entire event for. for yeah. Whereas when SZA drops, when Brent Fayas drops, Kalani Kendrick, these I will be having the event for these. All my faves. I'll be very, (laughs) very biased. I'll have you guys know that right now. (laughs) There will will be no push ice listening session. (laughs) Unless they, unless you get the bag. If 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 someone's like, hey, can I pay you? Uh, And then can you host one of my music? If it's Kid Cudi paying me, nope. Sorry. I'm not a Kid Cudi fan. I'm just, I don't see the So it's got to be fun syn- in there for synonymous me. with, My with taste. your taste. Yes. So if some guy's got the money, but you know the music sucks. If it's, yeah, if I, because at the end of the day, I'm the picking money. people that I feel will will also help the event. Not necessarily just things I want to hear, mm. but will it help the event? Kid Cudi to me is not, I don't know. I feel like majority of the people that listen to him like to be alone. <laughs> so it's like it's uh, kind of defeating the so purpose. So they're depressed. <laughs> you want to be alone. You know what I mean. So that's gonna to be the Cuddy. Zoom listening part. That, yeah, that'll <laughs> be the virtual. That'll be the digital. You guys can stay at home <laughs> to listen to this. One. Be on the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the metaverse, let's, we've we've heard Facebook changing their name to Meta. Um, obviously, trying to get ahead of things. Zuckerberg. Plus, they were in deep and desperate need for a rebrand. Let's be very real. Facebook has just declined in viewership, They've respect, gone so much <laughs> dignity. They're losing face. <laughs> Honestly, Facebook is like a yearbook to me now. I go in there to look at old shit. Where's Where's my old friends at? Let me see the families they've begun. Oh, they got a caravan. Yeah. You know, things like that. I don't go on there for entertainment. For information, for news, for jokes, you don't, for sports. You don't go to join groups? When was the last time you joined a Facebook group? Uh, comedy. The Corner. Uh, that was okay, best. That's, yeah, Because yeah. comedians just seem to be behind the wheel on everything social media. <laughs> These guys are still sad. on Facebook organizing uh, sets. And it's very confusing to me, but I mean... What if like that's where I gotta Facebook go? Page, <laughs> Facebook events be like I don't know when was the last time I accepted an invite for a Facebook. Event. People still promoting events via Facebook. God bless. Yeah, dude. <laughs> those used to be the shit, though. A but party happens. Those are the people that will actually spend the money to go to your notification. People on Facebook. That is the joke. Weird, weirdly enough, that is a joke. <laughs> like they have jobs that keep them away from the internet. So they'll understand how to do that. That's Honestly, not true. They be sitting on there uh, playing. What's those games like Candy? Oh, mm-hmm. Candy Crushes. Candy Facebook Crush adjacent. And the animal one. Yep. I don't yeah. even know what it's called. That's what they be doing. At animal, f- animal, animal. Was it you play Animal Crossing? Cross. No. Animal Crossing. They be the fucking fuck farming is. and harvesting and shit. I go on Facebook for marketplace. Fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I blame those type of games. This is how we ended up in this shit. Sims. All oh, those type yeah. of games where you can create an online, which is exactly what the metaverse is, 
creating an online digital representation of yourself. Oh, that's what the metaverse is? Because I really didn't pay attention. I just thought they were changing It's basically name. a world on the internet. My, my so something that is it's basically what has already been there, but it is a new thing. So they call them, okay, so there's the web, mm-hmm. which is when the internet began. Mm-hmm. Then there's web two, which is when social media entered. And then now they're calling this web three, where mm-hmm. the metaverse will be the future of the internet. Um, and we already are in it. I don't know why they try to promote this like it's some new shit. Yeah. We're already in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. People have invested so much into their digital stock in life. Yeah. Like I just took this in during the Halloween because I was just like, yo, how many people get dressed for their friends or for the party they're going to? Mm-hmm. You get dressed for the internet. For the internet and... If there's well, a, or if you just want to get into a party and it's a costume party, you need a costume, then you'll see someone throw something together, but they'll still put it on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Memes I mean, are like the, probably 75% of the costumes I see now are memes. True. I, I find people like just want to have a certain level of attention. Like, oh, that was original. But, yeah. Uh, Definitely. But then now it's... The added thing is the social media. Like, is this also I repostable? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that for Halloween, we do it to get the attention of people online. Like, you you think of the most clever mm-hmm. outfit so that it could go viral and all that stuff. And I'm cool with that. I mean... Some people literally some people, can't just be a cop. <laughs> they can't just be <laughs> a doctor. Nobody wants to be a cop. They Apparently, like, be- somebody went to, like, Party City or whatever those Somebody came to that like, slow jam party It was all police officer shit left. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be the cop. Somebody <laughs> took a picture of uh, a row of surgical masks to be a nurse. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Masks? That's what you're going to try to sell us. <laughs> After a year of this shit. Yeah, masks. we have them. <laughs> Fuck that. Fucking, somebody came to that slow jam party as a cop. Wow. And Four good. Corners came as, was it, Hamburglar? Skeleton. Was he? Skeleton. Oh, yeah, Skeleton. So oh. what, so do you judge, are you, are you kind of judging the people that, like, don't do anything to, to like, dress up, like, out of the norm? Absolutely not. I envy those You people. envy those people. Because okay. I, when I get dressed, I feel like I have to put on for the internet as well. Especially yeah, being yeah. a personality, I feel like it's expected of me to do something for the internet based on my costume. Yeah. We've I, seen too many influencers that, like, put on music video because they were Beyonce or worked out a whole skit because they were this oh, one character. Oh, that one girl, Tabari Majors, Was Sierra and did is. every video. Yeah, and she did, but she did Beyonce before. I've seen that. And she she's done it. another one, I think, too. But, like, she goes the fuck off, but yeah. she puts yeah. on a whole-ass production Listen. for this. Which is, like, it's half and half because you don't have to do it for Halloween. It's definitely a great way to celebrate the artistry of some of these, like, women and stuff like I that. I mean, it, it definitely is. I just don't believe that the sentiment is enti- not entirely or even most of the reason that they do it. Because yeah. this I girl, she Beyonce, does it. She it was killed like, it. When she did Beyonce, it was like, okay, I just want to, like, do it felt this like genuine celebra- love. Yeah. And then she was like, shit, everybody went off. Let me do this again. And, and it's let not me even her, maybe. Somebody like complicated. It know? might not even be her. It could be a company that saw what she did last year and was like, let's mar- let's bank off this. P- 
put money behind her to get whatever. Because she, like, when you're saying going all off, it's not just costumes for this woman. Yeah. She got the sets yeah. that Sierra sources, was in. She sources, like, <laughs> locations that look similar. Her outfits. Choreography. She has, she has full dancers with her. She's learning the dances. Lip singing. Professional lights. Professional cameras. Like, it's literally a whole production for this. And she'll, like, this one was Sierra. I didn't watch it all. I've only seen clips so far. Um, but it's 16 minutes long. Like, she, Oh, I just she, saw the minute trailer. I thought that was it. No, it's 16 minutes long. So, okay, because so she, did she, like, she did like eight videos. And I was like, oh, no, nice. She, she did, does it, I guess. She did like a clip like in ev- all these spots. They just did like 10 seconds. No, she did like a whole thing. That's insane. Wow. It's a medley. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a lot. I mean, if that's her hobby, then sure. I'm sure it's fun for her or whatever. She if she likes that shit. But <clears throat> I wonder if Sierra's streaming numbers went up. Went up. Because um, if a lot of people are posting it and then people are like, oh. I think I think that the, they probably went up from her, not her from Sierra's again. costume, which is weird. Yeah, no, no, no. And Sierra I'm... went off too. <laughs> Sierra goes off every year. She was uh, Selena this year, and all three members of TLC did a whole music video. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, no people. I mean, I get loving Halloween, but a lot of this seems to be for the metaverse. Yeah, for the digital clout, well, the digital currency. Honestly, like I think the more <laughs> clever and kind of like out of the box costume you can think of, it's more fun. Oh, that like, guy that did Selena Gomez. Yeah, that was hilarious. Fucking hilarious, dog! I didn't even get it when I looked at it. He's wearing a the Selena purple bodysuit like from Selena, and he's co- like the Corte, whatever her last name is. Quinte, like, Quinte, 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 Quinte. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't pronounce it. I'm not gonna butcher it because she's a legend. But, but friggin', he's wearing the the bodysuit, and then he's got a suit blazer over top with a hand on his. On his shoulder, and he's and Gomez, like, a black, like wig, like short wig or whatever. He's Gomez from Adam's family, but he's also Selena. Go- so he's so Selena, Gomez. Selena Gomez. Oh my god, <laughs> that's some shit you would do. Deception. That's some shit. Wait, wait, that's some wait. Shit yeah. Yeah. Did, I save, do, did I save the thread because there were some other ones that were really good, and I was like, Norm Yo. would definitely find some way Yo, to dress as a pun. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He would find yeah. some way to dress yeah. as a pun. I feel some like way. I was just talking about this with somebody the other day, and we were literally talking about different ways to create hybrid uh, hybrid costumes. Costumes oh, without good, actually dude. doing the costume itself. But it's just like when you put it together, when you when you read it out, like that. Like oh. Billy Crystal. And yeah. It's like you know? a, a goat. With a with a jewel, you know? <laughs> your goat with a ring with bling. You're dressed as a goat, blinged out. Oh Ooh. my gosh, I Vinny found the Crystal. thread. Let's see. I don't know. How now you got it. me thinking. See, now he's gonna go off next year. Oh. Next this, year is Halloween question. This one person, she dressed as the shit emoji, the doo doo emoji, and then she put a halo on her head and then carried around a vacuum and she was holy shit that sucks man like a whole sentence oh my god what's your costume i'm holy shit that sucks man (laughs) that's amazing yo a full phrase that's (laughs) That's amazing that's even better if you're a whole phrase that's even fucking lidier (laughs) and then this next person said that they one once went as on Wednesday Adams, we wear pink. So you guys know from um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
on Wednesday we wear pink. Yeah. And so I guess he dressed up as Wednesday Adams, but in all pink. Like the pink version. On Wednesdays we wear pink. On Wednesday Adams we wear pink. <laughs> you shouldn't put the Adams. If it's on Wednesdays we wear pink, it still works. Yeah, yeah. we would know. That's that crazy. That's really good. Yeah, no, people are too creative oh, for me out of that shit. No. My boy I was tweeted Salvador this. Salvador <laughs> Dali Patron once. <laughs> oh, I seen a girl actually be something um, with Patron. Oh, I can't. oh, she was Harry Potter and she was carrying around um, the bottle of Patron and was saying Expecto Patronus with the bottle. <laughs> I was dying. That was jokes. Yeah, I know, but it's it's. Definitely for the internet. You know what I mean? And a lot of things that we're starting to do, we're not even starting to do that. We've been doing. It's literally just for the internet. And it's kind of scary with, like, the way that they discuss how this is going to work in terms of um, Zuckerberg was, like, fucking, he had, like, a digital icon or avatar of himself on the screen. And that was it's a like, Black Mirror episode. You can, you can change your room in the metaverse to look exactly like what you've always wanted it to look like and all this other shit. And it's oh, just like, dog, the get, times are getting scary, man. I mean, I've saw, I've seen how engulfed I can get and invested. I can get in my, my player in 2k. And I, knowing that I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't want to get too caught up in my sim. Mm hmm. But even something like that, I can see. I can understand why people would get so into it because they're going to live vicariously through that f f that simulated life. Man, I can't. And then now you're living two lives. Dog. Now, it's, it, this guy put it perfectly in like 10 slides. I'll read them out. Hot take. Everyone is wrong about the metaverse. Here's my three-part theory. Part one. Everyone is wrong. Most people think the metaverse is a virtual place. Like in the movie Ready Player One, a virtual world like Minecraft, Roblox, or like Zuck showed in the Facebook demo yesterday. But what if it's not a place? Part two, it's not a place, it's a time. A time? Yes, a moment in time. You know, in artificial intelligence, there's an idea of the singularity. It's a moment in time where AI becomes smarter than humans. The moment when artificial intelligence is greater than human intelligence. The metaverse is the moment in time where our digital life is worth more to us than our physical life. This is not an overnight change or an invention by some Steve Jobs type. It's a gradual change that's been happening for 20 years. Every important part of life is going digital. Work, you work from factories to laptops and boardrooms to Zooms. Friends, from neighbors to followers. Where do you find like-minded people? Twitter and Reddit. Games, more kids play Fortnite than basketball and football combined. Right there. Right Damn. There. Think about that. Identity. Filters are the new makeup. Stories are your personal billboard to broadcast who you are. What matters more? What you look like in real life or what you look like on Instagram? Mm. The pick on the left is what they see, so it's what matters. Everything Jeez. goes digital. Your friends, your job, your identity, and now with crypto, your assets are going to be online too. Bored apes are the new Rolex. Fortnite skins are the new skinny jeans. If everyone hangs out online all the time, then your flexes need to be digital as well. So if you play this forward another 10 to 20 years, we will cross into the metaverse. The moment in time where digital matters more to us than physical. Our attention used to be 99% on our physical environment. TVs dropped that to 85%. Computers dropped down that, that down to 70%. Phones dropped that down to 50%. Our attention has been sucked from physical to digital, and when it, where attention goes, energy flows. If 50% of our attention is on our digital screen, then 50% of our energy will go to our digital life. 
Today takes some time, takes some effort to take our phone out of pocket and look at it. Soon some company will make smart glasses that sit in front of your eyes all day. We'll go from 50% attention on screens to 90%. That's the moment in time when the metaverse starts. Because at that moment, our virtual life will become more important than our real life. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. Like it's, I've, seen, I've seen niggas look at a girl in person. Right in front of their face. Ask them, at, yo, she on Instagram? Yeah, she has Instagram. Looking at Instagram... Yo, this girl's a baddie. She's right in <laughs> front of you. <laughs> and you're seeing better versions of her and in automatically associating it with her and physical, even though she's in the room, bro. In the room. Yeah. That's mm. nuts. That's nuts. I just learned NFTs last night. Mm -hmm. NFTs, like, have you looked up on it? Yeah, I don't care about it. You should. <laughs> I can't. You should, and you can. You can it's make a so lot of money. <laughs> Everybody can make a lot of money. Someone was like, it's just money laundering. Why can't we go back to the old days where we launder money through laundry mats and pizza stores? This one's a way easier way to fucking launder some money because you could buy things and have actual, like, digital clout. So yeah. say, for example, I wanted to buy the moment Lil Mama went up on that stage. Right? Mm -hmm. Say the awards put it, put that as an NFT that's sellable. Mm -hmm. I can then buy that moment, own it, and anytime it's used later on, I, I get paid from it. Even though so, I had nothing to do with well, it. Well, that's what, when we talked about it briefly, a couple, was it last week or whatever? I was like, it makes sense for some of these people who went viral to own their own memes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we're over here using, like that fucking kid that made the face now like when he was three yeah and now he's like 13 yeah and imagine if he owned that and how many times it gets used on the internet like well he can't own rolling. that he can't own that this is the thing right the 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 number one selling point about nfts is authenticity so if you can prove that you were the one that produced this content you put it out as an nft and sell it People just have to look into it, do a little background check to, to know that you're the one that did it. Obviously, there are a lot of scammers, a lot of fakes, a lot of people just selling whatever right now. Because technically, you can. But if it's like uh, trading cards. I kind of understood trading cards a little bit more now. Because it's a rarity to get the authentic three or four cards that are out there, right? Mm -hmm. NFTs, there's only one of everything in the world <laughs> so if you put it as an nft and someone does their background check and can tell that you are the person that owns it you're the person that cr created it or you're the person that's in it and then they buy that from you they know that they have the authentic version of whatever that mm. is right as a digital property so I was just telling them this earlier. If imagine you could own Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line that you see in everybody's home, like especially mm -hmm. sneakerheads. Everybody, every sneakerhead's home, they have that picture of the fucking moonwalk or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you own that, and then now you put in stipulations, every time this is used, fifty percent, I get royalties from it down the line, no matter yeah. who owns it. But it's not the moment you're owning. Yes, it is. So it's a digital moment you're owning. But then. 
So let's say multiple people took photos of that moment. Mm-hmm. That's their angle. Is so they can e- NFT their so angle. Each angle. They can NFT their angle right. if they feel like. So, but it, it's yes. not the actual moment itself. Because this can Michael Jordan say like this was my moment. For example, I created this moment. The one angle you remember, right, is that baseline under the rim, and you see him flying in. Mm-hmm. You want that angle because yeah. that's the one shown in all the movies, right? You don't want the guy that's on the court side. It's that one or the side angle or the side know. angle. Yeah, yeah obviously. But, like, you want those ones because those are the ones you see in everybody's homes. You see what I'm saying? So, so all I'm saying is, does Mike get any kickback from that photo that somebody took of him? Kickback? Yeah, because... It would be the NBA yeah, that yeah. would have to sell it, first of all, because, obviously, NBA owns it. Yeah. Or and who, the, the and Michael Jordan has was. no... Eh, that's sticky. It depends on if he worked for the... If he didn't work for the NBA, Because it could have been, like, just a media outlet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he didn't or work for the NBA, whoever worked for whoever at that point, they can put it up and they had to put it up as an NFT. It's not like you just go on the internet, buy moments. You know what I mean? Like someone has to package it in order for you to purchase it. Yeah. So you can't just go, I can't just take some of something from interns, Instagram that went viral and just be like, yeah, here we go. We're putting this online for sale. No, it's the person that he has to NFT it, put it up. For it put it onto the the table for it to be offered. Hmm. See what I'm saying? So it's it's very interesting. There's a and it's not just viral moments. We just talked about this earlier. This board monkeys that he just uh, talked about. Someone's literally making artwork of monkeys, the hmm. cartoon monkeys, and they are the hottest thing in the NFT world. People are paying twenty five to. $500,000 for some of these things. Mm. Just a picture, right? Yes. It's not something that's gone viral. None of that. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't I haven't looked into that specific niche. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. But I just know that, especially for artists, a lot of artists are on the platform making ridiculous amounts of money. Like music artists? Like, um, Is that what you Tory mean? Lanez yeah. made a million dollars in one minute. You guys off, remember that? Those yeah. Frenchies. Yeah. Those he dubs. sold his his album as NFTs for a dollar on the NFT market place, and he sold a million units in one minute. Did he, didn't he do one with uh, cartoon dogs called um, something Frenchies? And Maybe, he sold yeah, a whole bunch of probably, these cartoon. Probably, probably. he's he got wise to it very early on, yeah. and if more artists. Smarten up, they they'll get wise to it too, mm-hmm. because if I go to if I sell out Madison Square Garden four days in a row, I can sell all four of those digital performances. Yeah, and now anytime it's using a documentary, movie, or any of that shit, I get paid. Okay, yeah, but like, it. so it's really just owning the royalties of it. Kind of, but That's like it also in me, because like I just think about it when, like, say I was an online editor and I was writing an article about something, I could only use certain pictures within Getty Fair or use. whatever because we paid a subscription to be able to partner with them, use that, use right? And then if we use anything outside of that, for example, every time Aaliyah's birthday or death date came around. Some people would just Google whatever pictures came up. They would use it. They'd post it on the social medias. They would post it on the website. And then the photographer who took that shot of Aaliyah 
they would come and try to sue our company because mm-hmm. of it, right? So for me, it's just like owning the rights, like copywriting, essentially. Yeah, essentially, that's what it is. But yeah. for everybody, and you're able right now, I feel like because it's so new, I feel like people are paying ridiculous amounts of money not knowing what the market is yet. Yeah. So people are just spending frivolously. I, th- I don't think in like 10 years, for example, it'll be, be nearly as lucrative. Yeah. Everything's going to cost dog waters. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be like that. And it's going to be certain things like viral moments and Mm -hmm. shit like that that are really going to have it. But for right now, it's like Pokemon out there for some of these people. You got to catch them all. And it's more (laughs) so like, I don't know which one of these things might hit in the future. So let me get as much as humanly possible and accumulate it. Plus, on top of that, you just have some rich niggas who just want the clout. Yeah. Early they just on, want to be like, oh, I have this. I paid X amount of money for it. On OpenSea, like, you can little, see like, the price. You can beast. see the things that they own. <laughs> like, you can go to someone's profile and see, okay, they own these digital assets. And they're yeah. just there for you. So imagine you can go on there and see I own most of the popular memes on the internet. It's like, a, it's, it's more, they're capitalizing on clout. Yeah. And at the same time have found a way to take the power and put it back into the hands of the artists and the creatives. Mm-hmm. Because think of how all the photographers that have had their shit reposted on somebody else's page, all this other stuff. You all right? <laughs> Drinking that way. water real, real quick. Went down the wrong way there. <laughs> Baby's like, let me get some of that. <laughs> he burped. like, do I drink the water <laughs> to help or do I not? He burped upwards. <laughs> You know, I, I just wonder if, if these people that make these investments and buy the NFT will ever see the return. Because, like, how often will people really use, let's it say, depends. said angle yeah. of the Michael Jordan shot? What if someone's like, you know what? There's this person here After they that's buy selling it. it his angle cheaper. It may not be that angle, but it's an angle that's just as good. That's capitalism, though, right? You know what I'm saying? That's like me going to Tim, Tim's, seeing the Tim's there and be like, Payless got state streets that look exactly mm-hmm. like this. Like, but at the end of the, excuse me, at the end of the day, everybody knows you don't have Tim's. Yeah. It's a cloud thing. It's back to cloud again. I guess so. <laughs> because I'm just thinking, like, if... Because let's say, what's stopping a company from saying, you know what, I actually don't want to use this shot because now this is a really expensive NFT that we'd have to pay for the rights for. Well, so we'd have just, to see that in the future, right? Like, it's know? so new now. We don't know how it's gonna, how these things are going to play out. What's it's it's gonna just be a the chance. New. Like, it's even a chance. Like, people had to take on Bitcoin years ago. Do it's you the know same what shit. I mean? Yeah, same shit. Because look if at... If we had a bought fucking Bitcoin, like, two years ten ago. Ten years ago. My boy was telling me about Bitcoin in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> 2012, my nigga told me, yo, this Bitcoin shit. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Destroy but, the banks. Nigga, the bank. <laughs> I went ham on him. I was like, you're like, a psycho. Not even that far back. Like, just a couple of years ago, you'd be living. You'd be a lot richer. Fucking way richer. And it's like, you just got to kind of take a... A chance sometimes, but then also be smart about it. Like, not everybody has money to just like you know throw away. Well, yeah. it's 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 also a crypto thing, right? So like, people actually have to be a part of the crypto game to even enjoy the thrills, and yeah. that's a whole other level of learning. Like, you buy Ethereum to purchase these things, right? Yeah. And um, the the I think the main reason I like this so much 
is the blockchain. The, the fact that it's a public ledger that is not in the hands of any one person or any one company, any one entity. It's everyone literally can look at this list and hold everyone accountable to the list. Yeah. The system itself holds everyone accountable to the list, which yeah. is a public list. Banks, you can't go in there and see their ledgers. You can't go in there and see who owes what, where, when. There's it's no, not like public. Train. There's no public thing. There's uh, nobody to hold you accountable, so they can do whatever with your money. Train. Yeah, the banks are doing whatever with your money when you put it in there. They're they're investing it. They're doing all types of shit. Yeah. And so with this, nobody can do anything with your money. You see where it is. Everyone else can see where it is. The computer, when you try to buy something, goes. Did they have this at some point? Did they accumulate enough to buy whatever they're trying to buy? Look in the public ledger. Yes, you did. There you go. Mm. I love that. Could be, could be shaky in the future, though. <laughs> could be shaky in the future. It could be just like a current moment for like the next couple of years. Yeah. And then like Someone's going to find a way to manipulate. <laughs> this is what humans do. Someone's going to find a way to manipulate the system or Absolutely. do something All that throws everything off its edge. Because right now it's looking, it's, it looks like a genius play. Goldie Cox is trying to convince me for us to go into like the mining of crypto. A lot of money. And buying like the. This is the downside of that. Mining. Don't tell him he's smart. I don't want this shit in my basement. (laughs) You don't want to make passive income of like two grand a week? I get it. It's very easy. He he did the math and he was like, we can make like 6,000 passive income just by having these machines. If you invest in that right now, if you have the money to do so, I would advise to do so because it's, first of all, God it's inevitable. It. Gonna people are going to do it. People like, have been doing you. it. I told you. People have been doing it. I know people who've been making passive income off that shit five grand every two weeks, yep. doing absolutely nothing but turning the computer on yeah. and keeping it on. Whoa. And the downside of that is the amount of energy that it's taking to power all of this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I was like, apparently his boy does it, and every couple of days he gets like five hundred, six hundred dollars or whatever, like every two days. And then I was like, okay, but like, what about the fucking energy bill and shit? Like, it's, how much is that shit? Because these computers are all doing the smallest little calculations, like every second, every millisecond. They're working really, really they're hard. working, doing small little calculations, calculations. And so they say that Ethereum right now, the uh, the if you were to put it all together, it's using over like thirty three trilowatts, which to put that in perspective could power all of Serbia, <laughs> and that is having an effect on because obviously energy has to come from somewhere. We have power plants, fossil fuel energy, all going up into the sky, fucking mm-hmm. up the the atmosphere, and and obviously. The chain event is the weather and yeah. earthquakes. My, mining is creating global warming in a sense. It's speeding it up. Yeah, it's not creating it because it's already been up. here. Yeah. It's speeding that bitch up. All those wires in the ocean that are transferring all those internet. It's a lot, man. It's informations a lot. and whatnot is heating up our water. So it's much. bad. It's bad. Wow. And I feel like it's happened before. Thousands of years ago, at some point, this all happened before. I saw an article, like, uh, infographic or whatever, that says that our ozone layer is actually healing itself. I've read that, that too. I've read that there's a hoax. By 2050, we should be back to, like, normal where it was, like, in the, what was it, like, 70s, 80s or whatever, when it was, like, or 70s, 
60s, 70s or whatever when it's way better. I don't know what it was. But, yeah, I was like, I remember when we were in grade five, maybe we did. Grade five, grade three, one of those two. Uh, we did a whole skit, like, play where we sang, act, all that shit. And all we did was talk about the fucking ozone layer. Deteriorating, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that shit. And how it was so stressful. And now the shit's clearing up by itself. I'm like, I love that for the ozone. <laughs> this is my thing. It's like, I think back then, before we had all these uh, fears, we weren't being too proactive in putting in programs in place to, like, help nature. You know what I mean? We were like, oh, we're fine. Everything was moving. Seasons are moving as they, they must. And we had recycle, reuse, reduce. That was huge when we were kids. Yeah. But other than that, Nothing else. it wasn't like big, huge efforts. Now you see at the green court, you see yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, like Matt Damon putting in millions of dollars into. Millions of billions of dollars goes into like trying to protect our environment and technology. And there's like people who literally whose job is to figure out different ways to, you know, better and help. Lengthen humanity, like essentially. So, <laughs> Lengthen yeah. our time here. They're so just... it's good to see, like, the stuff working. You know what I mean? But then we go and do other things, like this digital mining shit that's going to <laughs> send, elect <laughs> send electricity through the world yeah. just because niggas want some money. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> want some money. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, uh, it's, it's definitely a weird, weird time that we're in. Um, I knew it was weird seeing all these Velma costumes. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this Scooby-Doo resurgence? I'm very worried. <laughs> Did we? Was there a new movie or something in the last? A movie year? came out in 2020. Nobody oh. watched that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody was Velma last year, and all you women got inspired. People just want to yeah. do sexy versions. <laughs> People are just trying to sexify like old characters that didn't have sex appeal. I feel <laughs> is that what it is? Like you, you ever know? I, I don't know. I wanted to. I wanted to crack Velma's cheeks when I was eight. Got them glasses, nigga. I want to. Hmm. I guess so. <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I do feel women will try and certain women will try and make certain women, all types of women, all types of women. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one holiday where they can slut it out. Yeah. No, no judgment except let's, for the. Let's slutify this character. Except for the incels on Twitter who are always gonna judge, but. <laughs> For the most part, it's like, yeah, like we can be a whore today. All the times that I've dressed up, I really only did something once that was kind of, like, slutty. Other than that, I feel like I was pretty on par. But were you sexy? Were you trying to be sexy? It's not about necessarily slutty. Were you trying to be sexy in the other costumes? Like, was it a police officer costume that wasn't too no. revealing, but it was still sexy? I mean, for the most part, I'm fully clothed. You had dress pants on we, and church shoes? We live in fucking Canada. <laughs> it's cold outside. Like, I was, what's her name? Like, Scary Spice Ones. Like, I wore leggings. That's trying to be sexy. And, like, Next. Next. Leggings were Scary leggings. Spice is sexy. I wore regular. Scary Spice is sexy. See, Let's not do this. You're no, a nurse, like a zombie yeah, nurse with you, blood but, but or she was, a versus a sexy nurse. My friend, my friend does Halloween every year and she bodies it. Sandra. You know Sandra. Sandra D. Yeah. Yeah. Last year she was uh, the 
kid from Matilda who eats too much. She forces oh, yeah, him to yeah, eat yeah. the cake and it's all over his face. <laughs> and she had the hair out with it too. This year she was Dave Chappelle, crackhead version. It yeah, was, they did a meme party. They were actually yeah, very cr- it was creative. Dope. It was really dope. All her friends dressed up as like different memes and they all did like it's a metaverse into a party. digital, yeah. <laughs> but they also, I think, met up in real person too. Yeah, <laughs> no, they so, had yeah. a real party. <laughs> like they had a real party, together. but they they recreated the memes and yeah. made actual memes from what, from and the yeah. pictures. It was really smart. But like, I'm just like Norm was saying, like I'm not purposely making it sexy. Like I just fulfilled the character that it was. You know, if you say Scary Spice is sexy, then that's who she is. Yeah, it wasn't it. like I was purposely going and trying to like sexify. Okay, what's the ugliest carry- costume you've ever done? Sack. You've ever done? What's the ugliest role you've played on Halloween? Like a sack of potatoes or something. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear something unflattering because I know I won't. I mean, this year, <laughs> I, this year I had like the makeup, like the, the dark fuck makeup. That? And shit fuck like out of here! You had the fucking clown shit. That should be Harley Quinn, and Harley <laughs> Quinn is what sexy. It wasn't Harley but, Quinn though, but it's Harley Quinn ish. Like you just you just put the clown makeup on your eyes and shit. Yeah, that is, that's all. That's they not did. ugly. Um, see. Well, I lo- no, I'm trying to remember all my costumes. If I see a girl costumes. do something ugly, because I don't really, I, I don't really go out you. that much, you know. Well, we all don't go out that like, much on no, Halloween. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do the Halloween parties like that. Oh, I'd be, okay. like, forgetting. I always want to do more. And I'm always last forget. minute. Like, I really want to be, like, Charlie from, uh, Charlie, is it? Uh, Chucky from Rugrats. Like, the red hair. Oh, okay. And, like, the glasses. <laughs> okay, I really okay. want to be People that. People will think you are a Chucky, like, the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they dress too similar. They yeah, got too yeah. much similar properties. I don't, uh, I don't know why that those characters are, like... Even the way he dresses Chucky is yeah. very close to Chucky the doll. That's crazy. It's I never thought like about that. It's like kids' clothes, because they're both kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was Lola Bunny once, but Lola Bunny's sexy. See? Sexy. Yeah. See? I yeah. seen a girl oh, try to be stuff. a sexy scarecrow. I'm just like, Ugh. no, man. I was Wednesday. Wednesday wasn't sexy. You know, Wednesday Adams. Some, some. I, I fucked with some pigtails, <laughs> nigga. Shit. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh, okay, one year, one year, I was like, uh, one year I was, um, what's it called? What's that saying again? Morgan uh, Freeman. When life hands you lemonade. Lemons. Okay. So, like, I just wore a T-shirt that said "Life," and I carried oh, around Jesus lemons. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to get into some party last minute. That's crazy. Uh, so I did, that. did you give people lemons all night? Yeah. Well, if they wanted it, I had a whole basket. <laughs> you just gotta give it to them. It's not about if they want it. That's the point of life. Gives like, you lemons. You oh, that's you a great lemon? one. You're lying. You should have been forcing it on life. people. Yeah. Just forcing it on just people. He loves that. Life. He loves a good pun. And oh, like, you man. know, just have my little basket. <laughs> <sighs> if I could dress up next as year, a you'll pun. be that the the hand that the, no, you'll be the hand that the was it? The hand Fight that the hand that feeds you. Uh, you should do that. Let me see your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but we have to uh we have to bounce out of here. Triz Triz what do you have? Porn? Okay, he's shooting a porn. They're doing the casting couch. He's doing an amateur. Are we sitting on the couch? An amateur bohemian porno. He had a cleaner. He had like the he had the two liter of bottle of cleaner. Wow! Wow! See how he turns snitched on you? That's crazy. He brought you honey, and this is what you do. Hold on, hold on. This is crazy. Why was I? Um, I'm trying to plan a baby shower, right? And so I'm on Pinterest looking for like favors that you can like give out at the end of the thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
why did they have little like honey jars <laughs> that they were giving out? And I automatically thought about this man. If intern has a daughter, we are not allowing her to be named honey. I'm going to tell you that right fucking now. I'll yeah. fight everyone. Her name is marmalade. Glucose. <laughs> Something. Corn soup. Hello, corn. daughter corn syrup. Corn starch. How are you? Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Another week. Another classic. Um, like I said, extra gravy comedy is coming. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Um, about the ads. <laughs> yes, please. About the ads, we do GC not control. GC brought, brought it up today. <laughs> He's like, you know you guys have a lot of ads. He's like, you know you had a, a Doug Ford one. <laughs> we have a lot of ads. I don't know about a lot of ads, but we, I don't know. we definitely I don't know. do not control the ads. They are automated. Mm-hmm. Uh, not control the ads. Pardon me? Key Radio controls every, every single, single ad that has <laughs> ever been on their every platform. It's all However, the Extra Gravy does not. Yes. <laughs> if you hear a lot of conch advertisements, it's not it's us. conch, isn't it? Conch. I don't like calling it that. It's, it's very close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in another well, week. I- uh, you, you can't forget. Uh, oh, wait. Next week. Yeah. You gotta let next them week. Know. Yeah. We got to let them know, don't we? Let the people know. We will Let's not be here. Well, we, we won't be here, but we will be. Is it start next week? Nah, two weeks. Two weeks. It's two weeks. The week after. We'll that. be here next week. We'll be here next oh, week, yeah, guys. We Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Marlon. <laughs> I'm Norm. I'm Alicia. And that was the extra gravy. <laughs> so we don't have the capacity. <laughs> hey, folks! I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 